Do you come to Milwaukee often? You have a bubbler in here or no? No, I wasn't drinking. I only had beer. Welcome to Milwaukee! I already ate my veggies today. I had a Bloody Mary for breakfast. Comes with a built-in brown holder. Welcome to Milwaukee. stare directly into the nozzle what is the nozzle oh it's a venture brothers reference they're like they were like getting inducted into uh like shield basically and for them before they could talk to people they got put into like an interrogation room with a nozzle that came out of nowhere and all it would say was do not talk into the nozzle the nozzle is calibrating that's a show I gotta Still, finish. It's a great fucking show. I've watched it like a million times. It's actually the only show that I miss having DVDs for, for the commentary because they had really good fucking commentary. Well, I do remember watching some commentary with you and Big, and like I think that's one of those shows that isn't there like nine seasons of that show? Because I think I've seen the first one or two. Um, I think only like I seven. Watched, well, then I just watched to- a bunch of random episodes with you guys, but I think I've only watched like sequentially the first season or two. It is like linear. You do like you don't have to watch it in order, but you like it's better to watch it. Like it's not completely it's, like you have to watch it's it. It's not order, like the Simpsons definitely. though, where it's just every episode's a whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like things do change. There's only seven seasons actually, so they they, they used to release them every year or every two years, and then after 2011, it was every two years. So they they really slowed down, but there are seven seasons. I do think it would be fun to do a uh, a cartoon as a topic sometime, maybe with like I don't know Tim or Joe or some shit. I would love to to talk about both cartoons we watched growing as growing up as kids versus cartoons. Now. I would totally do a cartoon episode. I watched too. That was actually a problem I had with the pilot thing that I feel like I watched too many cartoons, so it's hard to think of like. I guess you can do co- like the cartoons for that question. It just, I don't know. I have no, I have no, I I don't know if this, if this topic is actually a good topic or it's, it's in a, it's one of those things that sounds like a fun topic. And then it's actually only like three minutes of, t- of content. Like we'll find out some of the shit. I'm still, I'm still, fa- I want rep- repeatable segments though. Yeah. I think that one's pretty good. Yeah. We'll see. So, all right. Well, you down to just fucking get it going. Yeah. I'm down to fucking get it going. All right. Well, Fuck uh, get it going. All right. Well, I put the like you said. I put the NHL in the middle. Oh, fuck it, I'm just going to start right now. Welcome. No, I'm not going <laughs> like, to actually start it like that. Honk, honk, honk. <laughs> and hey, how you doing? Welcome to Milwaukee. This is your host Bruce City Benjamin, and I have today. I have uh, I have a fun guest on today. This is just a duo pod. This is just the two of us, a one on one. I have the sensual, the saucy, the sexy Steve. Oh god, that was like I, a that was like a, an introduction for Jeff Goldblum. Well, that's a that's a hot take on this pod because uh, apparently a lot of people don't like Jeff Goldblum. I yeah, I listened that. to that episode, and while I understand the sentiment, I am a, I am definitely a Jeff Goldblum fan. Like he's a fucking I, weirdo. 
I mentioned on it that uh, I, I, if I can remember, you are a huge Jeff Goldblum fan. I wouldn't say I'm. A, I think Carolyn's actually a larger Jeff Goldblum fan than me. I mean, I love Star, not Star Wars. But I do love Star Wars. I love Jurassic <laughs> Park. And, and you love uh, awesome. the Life Aquatic. And I, I love the Life Aquatic, and he's great in that. And um, I love Independence Day. People forget about him. How dopey is an Independence Day? Very true. Very true. But like you, you watch his show where it's just him being him and he's like constantly on and him being on is like really weird. Oh, I think he's really weird. And I do agree that he's really smug, but to me, it's just like, that's kind of his thing there. There's that Disney plus uh, show. It's called like Jeff Goldblum explains or something like that. I forget exactly, but it's like Jeff Goldblum and he has topics like, like really basic topics like candy. And one of them was like shoes or footwear or clothes or something. And he went to like a Nike, I don't know, marketing zone and tried on some brand new Nikes. They're like, all right, now you got these on. There's like sensors in them. So actually, no, there's sensors in like a pad on the ground. Now just run normally over this pad. And he could not run normally. He could only run like Jeff Goldblum. Like Wait, hold on, hold fluttering. on. What is this? This is a TV show? Yeah, Jeff Goldblum's got a TV show um, on Disney Plus. Jeff oh Goldblum. My- Oh, okay. I don't have Disney Plus. I was so out of the loop. It's well, called no. The World According to Jeff Goldblum. And he's what? got... That's so weird. Yeah. Okay. And he's playing himself in it. I, I didn't know he was a jazz pianist, but he's apparently a jazz I, pianist. I did know that. And I have heard some kind of uncomfortable stories about how he just hangs out in like New York jazz clubs and like hits on every single... He's apparently a huge fucking ladies man. I mean, and, the dude was fucking fine back in the day. He's still pretty good looking now for how yeah. old he is. And he, yeah, he's kind of got that like he's a... Slick talker. He does that that chaos thing, you know, where he drips water on women's hands and is like. I think I think that was strictly, <laughs> strictly a um, Doctor Ian. What's his fucking name? Ian Malcolm. Ian Malcolm. You don't think that Jeff Goldblum hasn't used that once in his life in the real world? I don't think he would need it. I think he's already even, quite even, charismatic. Yeah, I guess it. you're right there. And he can play the fucking piano, man. Imagine fucking Ian Malcolm just breaking out some jazz piano. And here's yeah. an interesting thing about Ian Malcolm. He was actually actually the author Michael Crichton's way of writing himself into the story. Michael Crichton's kind of a fucking asshole if you read up a, a little bit I, about Michael Crichton, by the way. I don't know a lot about Michael Crichton. He I was actually a, th- thinking about reading Jurassic Park again because I haven't read it since I was like dude, 13. Great writer. Not trying to just, just shit on his writing ability because dude wrote uh, – Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, both great books, by the way, and different than the movie. He also wrote Congo, Sphere, uh, like so many good books. <laughs> I know those are two different movies, but it's not like you said Congo, Sphere. I mean, to like be one. fair, Congo, it's Sphere. Congo, was, Sphere. <laughs> you know, that's actually uh, a good segue to our actual talk to, a topic today, because one of our okay. one of our topics is the spinoffs. And honestly, Congo, Sphere would be a dope movie because monkeys on an underwater sub. Yeah, I'm in. Well, Ben... What is, what is the spinoffs? <laughs> okay, so let's quick go over the topics today me and Steve are doing. One of them is, it's a new game. This was actually a uh, idea proposed by Okada and Amanda. Well, it, was, it came up during a conversation. We're going to take some, uh, it's called the spinoff game. We're going to take fictional characters from different, let's say, uh, you know, James Bond and Gandalf. And the, we're, we're pairing them up into a movie or a TV show and you're pitching a pilot. What's the name? All that stuff. So we're, we're, we're pairing people and coming up with some fun fake shows. That's, that's the first one. The second topic we're doing today is uh, I have long said I was going to start watching the NFL or the NHL and I just never have. And Steve's, Steve's a uh, Detroit Red Wings fan and 
I have picked probably three times over the last five years different teams that I said I was going to start rooting for and never have. Today, we are officially, once and for all, on record going to pick a team. And this podcast is going to be officially whatever team. It's a, it's a, it's a diehard podcast for that, for that team. And uh, we're just going to quick run through all the teams. Steve can crack wise on whatever he wants to share his opinions on them. And we'll probably make fun of a lot of cities. And by the end of this, I am picking a team. And the third topic is about world building. So if uh, you hate nerd shit, don't worry, we saved it for last. But I think this is going to be a fucking fun one. We're just going to talk about world building in general. Some uh, some of the greats who have done it, what we kind of particularly like. I'm going to let Steve kind of dictate this one. I don't know, Steve, if you have uh, where we're going to go with this. But there are so many worlds to talk about. Uh, and I, I have a bunch of like... There's a world yep. of worlds out there. There is a world of worlds and there's some definitions and stuff that I did not know and the different aspects of how to world build. So, but we're going to start off today with the spinoff show. So I came up with three, uh, Steve. I have two that are basically the same. I feel like I wasn't good at this. this well, I feel, like I, I feel like I would need to throw this against some interns and then steal their ideas to be actually good at making these shows. Well, this is the pilot episode of pitching fake pilots. So you know what? Yep. If this is, if this doesn't go well, then fuck y'all. And we only have like two listeners yeah. anyway. And it'll get better. It'll get <laughs> better. Are, by these like, aren't good. Fuck you. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I love the idea, and this is going to be fun. So I, I think have, I think other people will be better at this than me. I feel like I'm really bad at te- like making my own ideas for television. But here's the part where I think you're going to be really good and how we're going to iron sharpens iron, because I feel like the concept will pitch the concept and then we'll just kind of bullshit and make each other's ideas better because I have three. So I'm going to start with what I expanded upon what my original idea was. This was how the the concept came up with. We were talking about Omar and Ron Swanson about at a, at a dinner party about how, you know what, they actually would get along They're They both have a code. They both have uh they're both kind of quiet. They're honor bound. They're kind of kindred souls. They are though. They really are. They're like kindred souls and completely different life situations. And uh, so the spinoff that I am proposing is it's called Omeron and Omeron, O-M-A-R-O-N. And Omeron. it's a, uh, yeah. I don't know if anyone remembers from The Wire, but in season, I believe it's three, Omar kind of like dips out of Baltimore for a year because he's kind of being hunted by uh, Avon and all that shit. And he goes down to Cancun or wherever the fuck that is until he has to come back to get some vengeance because somebody does some fucked up things to get him back there. So here's my here's my pitch for Omaron. It is Omar, again, has to flee Baltimore, but... Just like he goes to an unlikely place in Cancun, he's just like, fuck it. I'm going to, he just throws a dart in a map and it happens to hit Pawnee, Indiana. And he goes there. And while he's in Pawnee, he's got to like, you know, find a thing to do and work all that shit or whatever. So he runs into Ron Swanson, who is running, I like that the end of Parks and Rec, you know, he ends as like the DNR director for the National Park or whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. It's Omar working with Ron and. Obviously, he has to adjust from going to the city life in the mean streets of uh, Bulletmore Murderland uh, to the rough and tumble forest of Pawnee, Indiana. But here's the twist. So while he's learning the outdoor nature shit from Ron, Ron stumbles his way into this this DNR government corruption scandal. And so Omar is like 
kind of teaching him some street shit and Ron's teaching him some nature shit. And it is the oddest of odd couples. And what is what is the the adulthood rating on this? You mean is it more the wire or is it more? I mean, uh, yeah. Parks but and I, Rec? I was asking that through what's what's it rated? Or is it like because uh, what? Uh, uh, he, no, no, no. Pawnee have, or whatever. Parks and Rec is like TV fourteen, and obviously so the wire has got stabbing and titties in it. I'm glad you asked because I made this note. I put down a tone for each of these shows. I couldn't decide whether I wanted to go comedy like Parks and Rec or I wanted to go drama like The Wire. So I I, I split the middle and went Fargo, if you've ever seen the show or the movie Fargo. <laughs> I've seen the movie Fargo. I, very, I started to watch the show. <laughs> very dark comedy. So it is the um, tone of The Wire, but it's funny. Like, like but it's not, well, The Wire – no, sorry. The, the Fargo is, is full M. Though it's not quite as M, it's not like HBO M. Yeah, so it, it is. It is full mature. There's a lot of b- violence and all that stuff, but it's done tongue in cheek and kind of like campy. Yeah, I could totally. I mean, if it was like, because Ron Swanson in a TV M society, I feel it like would be just way better. Like it was. Like I'm a big fan of bleeping out swear words because sometimes I do think it's a lot funnier that way, and that was mm-hmm. definitely a, a part of Ron's character. But I feel like. Ron, like fully being able to be exactly what you know, I don't know, like a libertarian in the woods would be like. Well, and this is oh, this I is what, another squirrel. Well, this is what it up. this is why I threw in the government uh, corruption scandal going on because, like, there's a part of me that goes, Ron is always a badass in Parks and Rec, but I want to see him actually have to be a badass. And he doesn't like the government. And I'm and I mm-hmm. like I've only watched like the first two seasons of The Wire, but I would assume that uh, Omar isn't like a huge fan of the government. I'm sure he's got different problems entirely than who to vote for. I think I think Omar. Uh, oh, I called him Omar. On I think Omar just Omar. Uh, it's all in the game, baby. That's what he always says. Yeah, I mean, I, like, do you think Omar votes? Because, you, you know, obviously I feel like Ron votes. Like, he's anti-government and he works for the government because he's anti-government. So he definitely votes. I don't think Ron – do you think Ron votes? He's political. Like, he literally – I know he's, he's political, in, but I, I almost I almost feel like he would, he would not vote as a political ideological stance. Do people actually do that outside I don't of being know. in their early twenties? I feel like I feel like that's a very early twenties thing to be like, I don't vote because the system's broken. I, d- I, mean, I, I don't know. I, feel I, like mean, learn. I would think I, don't, I mean that there's a lot of types of stupid. I don't know. I I, I feel like I mean like basically a whole whole, whole question is like, does Ron Swanson vote? I feel like he de- like he literally got became part of the government so he could work it from within to spend less money on the government, which is what a lot of Republicans do funnily enough. To be fair though, that I've always thought was half true. It is true. And he's anti-government all that stuff, but that's also like his justification to himself. Like he also is just working a job and he justifies that. Like a lot of people justify whatever they're doing in their own job. You know what I mean? Like part of Ron is kind of full of shit with that. He did go private for that last season because he True. was going. He had like construct good, good construction, whatever the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, constru- like a, a construction company. Yeah, I think you're probably right about all that. I so then he uh, so he and Omar so and Omar works for him in some sort of grunt work, you know, like so he's he's not like a ranger, but he probably you know 
cleans up fucking uh, the bathrooms and stuff like that, but also... Yeah, I, the way I kind of saw it was I think, like, Omar was hiding out and maybe he got injured or something and Ron found him and, like, helped him out and was like... <laughs> like, nursed him back to get help. Yeah, maybe something like that. And he's like, hey, do you need... Like, he is like, I got... You know, I can help you with some stuff. I don't, I don't know. Like, the, it would have to be something like that because Omar wouldn't just be going out looking for a handout either. He would not, but I could see how in a specific situation, the two of them could gain a begrudging respect for one another. Uh, that's what I, it would have to be something where they came across and came to an accord because something happened and they like worked together on it. And then they said, I think there, there are plenty of ways and we could flesh that out. But yeah, I agree. Weirdly enough, it sort of reminds me of that fake spinoff from the symptoms when Skinner and Chief Wigdom go to New Orleans. <laughs> Oh, oh who's, who's the yeah. bad guy? Uh, big, big Daddy. Big Daddy, yeah. Big Daddy. <laughs> and they, for some reason, they called Skinner Skinny Boy. Hey, Skinny Boy. Hey, Skinny he's Boy. From, from the streets of Nolens. <laughs> but he says it all Skinner-like. All right, so that, that's that's my first that's one. Your, I'm excited right. to hear. Let me hear you. I one. will. Uh, I'll do my my first one. So, and I don't have a name. I, like no, none of mine have names. So I need help with those. So that's mine fine. is yeah. uh, Sam Malone from cheers okay i you know what what's funny is i was gonna do a character from cheers and i was like no steve's gonna do a character from cheers and the gang from always sunny the entire gang yeah but you said like three to four i wasn't no, sure no, if i was no. allowed to do two but i thought i was allowed to do like I, you I said two to three you, you can do anything you want which i guess so there's five i so, mean i would i would take any amount of them is it the gang going to cheers or is it sam malone going to patty's it, in this in this case, the gang going to Cheers. My idea was like Frank buys Cheers and the restaurant above it, or maybe just the restaurant above it, and installs the gang as new managers, or maybe he's just the manager and they're just kind of like because you got to figure that they're all along grifting in some sort of way, whatever Frank might be doing, including so, Frank who also grifts. But this involves the gang moving to Boston, which is a very fun. Yeah. Uh, to picture those Philly boys in Boston is a whole fun element. To I the think show. that's actually a really good name for because that uh, the gang goes to Boston, uh, moves to Boston. Just make that the name of the entire show because that matches like the uh, episode yeah. titles from Always yeah. Sunny. Yeah, the gang the, moves to Boston. Yeah, and I, I kind of well, like. And actually, is it and like I, I like I said I fleshed almost nothing out except that Frank owns because he like, because you've always got to have like the Sam Malone foil only in this case, he he's, he's not the foil anymore. Like, cause usually I'm, I'm trying to think of what his dynamic would be because Kirstie he's, Alley was he's like kind, the owner. I know, but he's kind of like the non sociopath Dennis. So it basically like, he's not like, I mean, he's like a ex drunk and a kind of a womanizer and all that stuff, but like not really a bad guy. He's, he's a generally good guy. And Dennis is kind of the same on the surface, but he's like a monster underneath. So it'd be like the better version of Dennis, I guess, in a way. I yeah. I I mean, Andy doesn't drink, and they all drink like oh yeah, like like literal fish. fish. Yeah, literal fish. So Uh, so let me ask: if they if he bought the bar and they moved to Boston, are all the other character is is Rhea Perlman there? Is uh, no? This one I would say because I wouldn't want to. That would be like a merging of the entirety of the shows. So I felt like. I, either either the new ownership drove them off because in this case, usually in, in the case of Cheers, Sam Malone is more of the wild person, and either I forget in the first few seasons what her name was, but she was the new waitress, or and then later on it was Kirstie Alley who was like the owner manager situation, 
was the foil, basically. But in this case, Sam Malone would have to be the foil because the rest of them are ridiculous. And I, I feel like you right, would yeah. may, maybe have a normal regular in the bar, but probably not. Like, I mean, to be fair, the 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 bar patrons could stay. Like, like the what's his name? The yeah, like Norman George Cliff White. and shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like you wouldn't want. I feel like there's already enough like character just, there. I'm just saying, I could see Norman Cliff in Patty's Pub as much as I could see him in Cheers. I, in, in in true spinoff fashion, in true like '90s and '80s spinoff fashion, I feel like there'd be special guest stars every now and then, and as like, would like, Rickety like Cricket. So Frazier would stop in too. Fuck yeah, Frazier would stop him. I mean, here's another question: Is Sam Malone the age of fucking um, Tony Danza? Wait, Tony Dan? It's Tony Danza? No, it's not. It's uh, uh oh god, why can't neither of us? What think the fuck of is his name? name? He's got white hair now. Uh, yeah, he's awesome now. He's in the good place. What the fuck's his it's, name? Uh, Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Yeah. Yeah. I love Ted, Ted Danson. His age now, an aged Sam Malone. Actually, I, I don't even know the ending of Cheers. So you know. So let me let me. Here's the one thing because Sam Malone, you're right, would be playing the like the protagonist, the anti the foil, I guess, in this. The straight but, man, if you will. The straight man, but or does. Does the gang corrupt him and basically lead him back to drinking and like kind of ruin his life? Oh yeah, de- there's definitely like not in the first season, but, but by like end of season times. two, he's like in the gutter. Yeah, I mean, like he'll go full rickety cricket and then maybe bounce back in rickety cricket style. Like, yeah, de- like there's definitely. I mean, if he's, if you're gonna backslide with anybody, it's the gang. Yeah. Or maybe they'll just like whatever he drinks like iced tea or something on the show. Like they put fucking acid in it or something. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. That'd be there's a, solid a, there's a lot of little pieces of paper in there. There's <laughs> a shitload of acid, dude. It isn't. <laughs> All right, I like it. Okay, and for for a name, I, I I'm I'm with you. I like the the gang goes to Boston. The gang that that goes sums to Boston. it up. If I hear that, that's a spinoff. I'm watching it. And then it's just there's episodes of them going to like Fenway Park and getting in like fights with with people and shit. And, mm-hmm. and and Sam's trying to pull him out. Yeah, okay, this is great. I'm I'm I'm, I'm on board. What's your, what's your second one? All right. So I, I think you might like this one. First off, do you know that I don't I don't know if you've watched the first show. I think you probably have. But do you know the name Barry Zuckercorn? Yeah, from uh, Arrested <laughs> Development. Yeah, I got the worst fucking that, lawyers. That's, that's Fonzie. It's Henry Winkler. Yeah, I love Henry Winkler. So it's Bear, Barry Zuckercorn and Lionel Hutz pair up together <laughs> and they're, oh, st- they're starting a legal practice. And it's basically, it's, it's these two people that like have no business in a position of having very high profile clients like, like Henry Winkler, you know, it, there's no reason mm-hmm. that he should be representing a very technically successful guy like, uh, but they're, but it's them representing all these shady people, but they're taking on cl- shady clients from other shows. So it's like every episode is like a new client. It's like one of those shows, kind of like how SVU is like every, yep. sh- every episode's a case or those law shows. Are they every- specializing in a certain kind of law? No. And it's, so it's, I, I made this specifically because it just would be more fun to do this. It's way. just that whoever they just cost a lot, mostly because co- of Henry, because Lionel Hutt certainly doesn't cost a lot. Yeah, I know. I, it's just that I think the pairings do. I know it doesn't technically make sense that Lionel Hunt says anything. I mean, to do it that. certainly could. Like, like. I, my, uh, my idea was that Lionel Hutz changes his name and he's like basically doing like a Saul Goodman thing. But so he's he like did, lying. He did that in The Simpsons. Oh, yeah, he did. His, his name was like. 
Ricardo Sanchez, something yeah. Sanchez. Yeah, 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 yeah. The name's so, Miguel. It was Miguel Sanchez. The name's Miguel Sanchez now. <laughs> yes, yes. So my idea was he said he'd have like Bobby Axelrod from Billions or like Selena from Veep if she was getting like impeached, and they'd be like the lawyers for these like super high profile like corporate white law like money laundering cases or like political impeachment trials and it's just like the two dumbest lawyers of all time fucking it up at every every single turn and it could really be anything as long as they had enough money to pay them it could be like you know celebrities out for murder or something like that if they oh yeah murder was the case that they gave me kind of shit like them representing essentially like oj or something like that oh yeah that'd be perfect them i would love that episode Barry Zuckercorn and Lionel Hutz representing OJ. In fact, that actually would be a more fun show where they take real cases like Casey Anthony and OJ and they recreate the trial with those guys oh, going man. against each other as lawyers. <laughs> like celebrity deathmatch, but like switching out fake trials with stupid lawyers. I think like they were incompetent lawyers in completely different ways in that Lionel yep. Hutz was just kind of a slimy piece who dug through trash and was basically homeless. And Barry Zuckercorn, who was probably not like the worst lawyer in the world, but he was definitely not good. Well, Barry's Barry Zuckercorn seems like he he may have literally like like lost his mind or something, or like he's yeah. like going into dementia. Lionel Hutz. I don't think actually has a legal degree. He like, doesn't even have a legal degree. No, like, these like, books behind me are full of legal tidbits like that. Yeah, they're not like, just for show. He's like, yeah, I went to legal school, and it was like a town named Legal School in Mexico or something that like is literally like a lawyer diploma mill for like fake lawyers or something like that. He's a Nick Riviera of law, basically. Yes, exactly. Oh, and and the name of the show, by the way, and I'm, this is this has to have been done before. It's called Barely Legal. Barely legal. That is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I get behind that. I do love. I literally love both of those characters. That that to me is the best part of the show. Is just those two together, like these two idiots talking together in in, in different types of stupid. Well, so you think there's that part that that one episode of The Simpsons where Lionel Hutz babysits the kids, and, he <laughs> sits, <laughs> my, and he's like, my usual fee is like something, and they're like, we'll give you. Like it was, it was the '90s. It was like, we'll give you three bucks an hour and as many and, and two popsicles from the freezer. Yep, yep. Three, <laughs> one. All right, and I get to keep this old bird cage because <laughs> yep, he had I, been digging through yeah. trash. But I feel like and then, that, hold on, hold on. And then he goes, still got it, <laughs> still got it. I feel like Barry Zuckercorn would actually be like, you know, that is a pretty nice bird cage. Like, like I feel like he would almost be down. For that, like I don't think, and he, he also has the air of somebody who's got too much money. So the idea yeah, that right. like, he'd like, like he doesn't really care what Lionel's negotiating. Actually, for actually because... you know what? That it's not that he has dementia. You're right. It's more like he inherited like his father's wealthy law practice, and like he's never like failing doesn't mean anything. So he doesn't even know he's bad. It's almost like John Hams character from 30 rock where it's like everybody is just like oh whatever you know what i mean and like he doesn't even realize how bad he is at his job that's kind of more barry suckercorn uh, yeah I, I, all I, he was way better than fucking bob blah blah <laughs> I, I do love the name bob blah blah though i mean i love the name like but that like the whole joke i mean it was scott bayo which is it was funny that it was scott bayo yeah it was funny that his name was bob blah blah but other than that 
I mean, con- you can't the compete con- with yeah. Henry fucking Winkler. The concept of the joke of Bob blah, blah, was the funniest part of Bob blah, blah. Just the concept, the name of a lawyer being named Bob blah, blah, is law blog. Like, that's hilarious. But that's about as far as the joke went. You know what I mean? I, I'm just looking stuff up on uh, on Barry Suckercorn. Apparently, he actually got arrested in some season for Wait, carrying... Barry Suckercorn or Henry Winkler? Suckercorn. Caught yeah, I, I remember that. I maybe remember trying that. to sneak into the high school locker room with a said stepladder. I thought he got arrested a couple times. Like, I knew he was secretly gay, right? Because he was like, those are bulls. I, I, I don't know. They always look know. like landscapes up quote. Oh, close. yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts of, of that character. Like, the, like everybody's like, this This is damning evidence right here. This map, of this oh, terrain yeah. map of the region. He just goes, those, those are, are bulls. bulls. Yep. They always look like landscapes up close. <laughs> All right, let, let, we gotta get we gotta All finish right. this because we're going long. My, 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 my last one's real short. My, oh, this one's really short too because it's basically the same as my first one. Uh, Norm and Cliff, God, another Cheers, <laughs> go to the gang with Always Sunny, but they're going to Philadelphia. So basically, Cliff so, are down on their luck. Uh, I'm assuming Norm gets divorced and loses his job. I think he's like an accountant or something like that. And Cliff's a fucking uh, mail carrier. I'm assuming that Cliff just moves with Norm because even though they sort of hate each other, they're best friends. Um, yeah, it's one of those. Like, with him to it's, Philadelphia. Like, it's like both their wives leave him or whatever, and that's all they have. Left. I don't even think Cliff. I mean, I, again, I only watched the first few seasons of Cheers. I didn't get all the way in because I can't watch it on weekdays unless I want to drink every single fucking day. <laughs> watching Cheers just makes me want to drink alcohol. But so I don't know the exact everything about Cliff, but I. Either way, I know he's a mailman and that he's kind of a loser. Um, they both moved to Philadelphia. Cliff just gets a transfer to a new mail route and Norm loses his job. And they, I'm assuming they get a, a place in a very shitty part of town. And then they're like, you know, we should we should go to a bar. What's the closest bar to our house? That'll be our new, new hangout. Boom, Patty's Pub. And I think the importance of this is that it's all from – the perspective of Norm and or Cliff. Oh, okay. So I so love the that. gang is there. <laughs> I, I love this, that the gang is Norman Cliff, meaning they're the side characters, background characters. So it is yeah. the perspective. So there's all these background shenanigans going on, but Norm and Cliff aren't directly involved in the shenanigans. So they're kind of seeing bits and pieces of shit of all the crazy episodes over the years. And they're doing their own, Subplot. Yeah, they're stealing beers because nobody's there most yep. of the time. Dude, that is, oh my god, this <laughs> is great. They're basically the de facto, like they're just holding down the bar just because. Yeah, the gang is there twenty percent of the time. Yeah. Oh, and then or, people, or, or they're or they're oh, hanging out with the Vietnamese guys that are like gambling that like Danny DeVito always or, has or there. the Mc, or the McPoyles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, drinking warm milk. And what I like, actually, what I didn't even touch on in the last one or this one is that there is a connection between Danny DeVito and Rio Perlman. Oh yeah, good point. And good point. Obviously, on either one of these shows, there would have to be a guest thing where Rhea Perlman as a past flame of Danny DeVito. Though I do think they're divorced now, but I assuming it's they are, they are divorced. But I think they're I think they're still. Like, I'm sh- uh, I'm yeah. sure it's uh, amicable. Yeah, but that would be fun to have a Rhea Perlman uh, Danny DeVito one where he's just like doing all the the trashy uh, what's his name Frank like hitting on her type shit. Mm-hmm. And the, the name of the, the, uh, all right. So, what would be the name of this one? So we had the gang goes to Boston. This one would be like, 
I feel like if we if we if we did a play on Always Sunny for your last one, doesn't have to be a play on Cheers. So it'd have to be like, I don't know, like a greeting almost. What's like what's like the uh, the trashy version of Cheers? I mean, because you could call it Patties, technically. Patties, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, you know what? That would probably because that was the name te- of the bar. Technically, that is yeah. For for doing the opposite, that's the way to go. It'd be Patties. Yeah. Well, and I feel like. So I feel like in the other one, the Sam Malone and Cheers thing, despite so Cheers, what was cool about it and and not not necessarily the time, but kind of cool now because people don't do it anymore. It's like every single episode was in the bar, like everything happened in the bar. They didn't go to other locations in Cheers. Yeah, that's a good point. You, everything was in the bar. It's always and sunny. Philadelphia like, goes a lot. All yeah, they go place. everywhere. And I feel like on the Sam Malone, always sunny connection. I guess I'm mostly just adding Sam Malone to Always Sunny, which uh, I'm less but, interested in. But in a new setting, in this one, it's always in Patties. Yeah, yeah, but in Norman Cliff, which you could just call it Norman Cliff, but that'd be shitty. Um, no, I like it's Patties. Literally, it's always in Patties, and what's just going on in Patties at, on any given day. And sometimes the gang's there, sometimes the gang's not there. I feel like Norman half, Cliff are. I feel like half the time, too, it's just them getting drunk and trying to figure out what the gang is doing. Like, they're seeing bits and pieces of it and just trying to piece together like what do you think the scheme is they're working on like and or maybe just... trying to make some money off it themselves because norm is down on his like his norm was always yes, like a business guy definitely, but definitely. now he's down on his luck and he's like so i usually get free beer out of them being idiots how can i maybe get something else yep and cliff is employed but as a mailman so i don't know cliff. i'm all about all about <laughs> it all right, I'm gonna do my last one. It's it, it's right. pretty quick, and I'm not even sure if you uh, wa- are a fan of the first show, but here is why I started this one. So I, uh, were you a fan of The Office? Yeah, I've seen The Office. Okay, who's who wasn't a fan of The Office I, I, for at least seasons? I don't know. The Michael Scott five. Seasons. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well then, this is what this is. So I was thinking about this. I was like, I wanted to do a Michael Michael Scott spinoff. For some reason, okay, I didn't yeah. think you liked The Office. I don't know why. I just for some. Reason. I don't like it towards the end, same as Parks and Rec. Yeah, they start enough. to insist it insists upon itself. <laughs> it gets pedantic. I, get I mean, it. it's literally just like what crazy awesome thing. I know, no, I, your favorite some, characters today. Sometimes things go too long. Jim it's and just, Pam are upset at each other, but then they just totally yeah. blow each other. No, Ryan. you're t- you're, t- you're totally right. Anyway, so if you remember how the story of Michael Scott ends is him moving to Colorado with uh, Holly and, you know, they go to Boulder, Colorado. So I was like, what would be the spinoff of Michael Scott? I was like, this has to do something in Colorado. He moves to Boulder, Colorado. I was like, what's in Colorado? So I Googled what are famous characters (laughs) in Colorado? And here's the thing. Not many shows or movies in Colorado. The most famous one that I could find was Annie Wilkes. Do you know no. that name? No. I Annie... thought you were going to say South Park. Well, uh, well, I was going to do South Park, but I thought this one would be kind of more fun. He, he doesn't really fit into South Park. <laughs> no, I, really, it's the name of, uh, and I'll get to the name of the Annie show in a Wilkes. second. Annie Wilkes. So do you know the Stephen King book, Misery? Uh, misery as in, is that the one where a guy gets in a car accident and he's an author? Kathy, he's a Kathy Bates and, Kathy uh, fucking Bates. And yeah. what's his I face? Sc- not, not Scott Conn. <laughs> Scott Conn's dead. The actual actor, James Conn. James Conn. <laughs> the fact that I remembered yeah. Scott Conn instead of James Conn. I don't hey, even know who Scott Conn is. Scott Conn's the guy from like, uh, fucking Entourage and Hawaii Five O, Like, and Ocean's don't, Eleven. Don't worry about it. it. It's, it's, it's James Conn's son. Which he's one like, is he in Ocean's Eleven? The, is he the, the bad guy in Ocean's Eleven? No, James Conn or Scott Conn is. Uh, remember the two brothers who always fight? 
Yeah. He's the non-nerdy one. Oh, that's I've Scott. seen that guy. And he was also in Gone in 60 Seconds, was he not? Yes, he was. You are right. That's Jay, That's Scott Kahn. That's James Kahn's son. That guy's related to James Kahn. That's James Kahn's son, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's that James Kahn's son. Okay. Anyway, anyway, so the, the movie is Michael Scott. While uh, while they move to Boulder, Colorado, they have a family, and Michael Scott is is uh, driving through a snowstorm home on his way back from... Uh, oh, one second. Turn off my phone. It's ringing. Anyway, so Michael Scott is, that is your fucking phone, fucking ringer. Well, yes, it was. That is uh, that is uh, what's the name of the song? Humble from uh, Pop Star. Never stop stopping. Uh, okay, that's not what I thought it was, but what you it think sounded it was? more ridiculous. I don't know. It sounded like a, a weird song from the nineteen sixties, like almost like the co- you're familiar with the coasters. They do like yakety yak. Oh yeah, it's there's another song that's similar to that. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. That actually does kind of sound like it. No, that's okay. a lo- that's a Lonely Island beat. Bum, 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 ba, day, 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 doom, 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 doom. I, I, that's actually yeah, a sec, that don't come cool. back. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know exactly. I used to have a uh, CD called. Uh, Carolyn what? hates them. By the way, the coasters not a fan. My uh, when I was a kid. One of my first CDs I had, God, I even forgot about this when we did our first CD album uh, discussion was, it was like novelty songs. My dad got it to me when I was in like fourth grade and it was like Monster Mash, that song, Yak and oh, I forgot Sass. you guys did a first CD album. Yeah, well, that's the- That lost... was you and Okada and Amanda, right? No, that was me, Mike, and Matt, and that's the Lost episode. Oh, so, the Lost step. Yeah, it's, it, 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 that one. Anyway, th- I'm going to edit all of this out. I want to get back to just I'll finish this up. off. So Michael, so Michael Scott is in Boulder, Colorado. He uh, gets stuck in a store. It's the, it's the same plot of of misery. He gets you know snowstorm, drives off the road or whatever. He wakes up and Annie Wilkes, Kathy Bates, is gonna do all of the same shit to Michael Scott. But he's why? Because so, she did. Because she, wait, wait. Because she did it to to I know, the guy because he's the author. And she's such a fan. I know it doesn't fully work, but the premise. So this of, one, she's like a straight up serial killer. Sort of. Yeah, I know. I'm 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 changing things a little bit, but the thing is that he doesn't fully because he's Michael Michael Scott. He doesn't fully understand what's going on, and he's so annoying and just accidentally foils. It's he almost Mister Beans his way out of the situation where he's like, it's like the man who knew too little, where he's so annoying that the serial killer can't kill him. Is it is it Kathy Bates? Because Kathy Bates did have a. Oh, she had a character on the office. I know, and that's why I also thought it was extra funny. Because yeah, it's, she, it, it, it's uh, what's her name? Not Joan. Yeah, like, I, frankly, it might as well because she had those two huge Great Danes. It'd only be funnier if she was yep. down on her luck or something like that, and still had the two huge Great Danes. And she's like, "Oh, Michael, I've gone crazy, and I live in the mountains now." Ooh, and actually, uh, actually, this is actually good because the show. Remember how when Robert California comes in, the laziest explanation of all time is like. They have that clip where it's like Jim comes in and he's like, he came in and convinced her to give him her job. And that's how they explain that he takes over as CEO from Kathy. But they Bates. didn't show you how it happened because they couldn't well, he, write it good be, enough. They just, well, they just make it be like he's so smart that he like tricked the CEO. into. So maybe like, yeah, Kathy, ba- Kathy Bates was going through some shit, got conned out of this thing, lost all of her money, loses her mind runs into Michael years later and like blames him for everything. And that's why she's so dead. Or at so least st- tries once to get to Robert California. It's there like we my go. Real name. 
But anyway, long and short, the only reason why I really want to do this is because the name of the show is called Imprisoned Mike. Imprisoned. All right. Instead did you of- start with a name? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> so you started with him like in prison almost. Then. I, well, I wanted to. Uh, I, I started with Michael Scott in Colorado, and I thought Prison Mike would be a funny show. And then when I Googled characters from Colorado and I saw Annie Wilkes, I was like, okay, Imprisoned Mike is a funny name. And now how can I make this work? Still imprisoned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. So. All right. Well, that's 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 the first ever spinoff. You know what? For a pilot for pilots, I'm actually kind of happy with how that went. And I think the uh, hashing it out on the fly is kind of the most fun part. To be totally. Oh honest. yeah. I mean, at least getting some of it. I think more people will have better hash because literally both mine are basically the exact same. All I could think of, and I forgot who I was talking to, where I'm, where I said the same thing I said earlier that like I can't watch Cheers without wanting to have a drink yeah. and somebody's like, I have that same thing with always sunny. I don't have that with always sunny. Cause always sunny is so ridiculous that like it doesn't have the bar feel to it. The fact that cheers is just in a bar and they're all just drinking. It's like, man, I want to drink. I want to drink with these guys. It's almost like an alcoholics like dream of the 1990s. Or I think it's starting like mid eighties. I started in early eighties. Either way. It's like, oh, I don't need to go down to the bar. I'll just drink with this television show. <laughs> they're my friends. Yeah. So real quick, the one thing, I, the other one that I was I was thinking about was Saul Goodman and Tony Soprano. I thought that there could be something really funny there, but that's for a future one. That seems very like your uh, your lawyer's one because it's like you'd almost have. Let's just have a full law firm of all of the famous terrible lawyers. In technically, all of the shows. technically speaking, Saul Goodman is not Saul, a terrible lawyer. Technically, I, I say I've never seen Never Call Saul, but yeah, technically speaking, he's not a terrible lawyer from what I've seen because I only only did I didn't want. And this is why I'm terrible at this game is that I don't. Watch. I watch very specific television and I tend to rewatch it as opposed to watching something like I, I watch what breaking bad up until the fly episode. And I checked out. This is was not one of the, by the, by the way, one of these days, I just want to have an entire 20 minute discussion about why I like the fly episode and why you didn't. I didn't actually, I didn't hate the fly episode. I was just kind of already, I was, here's what happened is that, I was already bored, but I had read online that you should at least make it to the fly episode because it's like one that people like. Oh, and it like was such a letdown that you were like, Fuck yeah, I'm show. just like nothing like nothing happened. Like it's supposed to be entertaining, but I wasn't like I didn't. Hate let me, it. Let me, let me, I wasn't like super entertained. Let me ask you one thing and then we really do got to end this because this segment's going long and this, uh, uh, I got a lot of editing. But uh, did you have you ever seen the, the finale? No, no, I didn't think so. Do yourself a favor. Just if you don't want to watch all the shows, fine. But Google what happens up until the finale. Watch the finale because honestly, Breaking Bad finale is to me other than like, I don't even know. Breaking Bad finale is one of the best finales. Like the way they wrap up the show is one of the most satisfying endings to a one of the better. I've read it before, but it's such a good episode. And I won't say spoilers on here. It's just they just do it really well. So. My my current opinion of the show, now that I'm sure there's plenty of good things about it, and I'm super goddamn picky, but when he threw that pizza on that roof, that was one of the greatest moments <laughs> in, te- yes, in yes. television history. Absolutely, absolutely. I literally laughed my ass off and then rewinded it like three times and like just died. I don't remember. And then ex- the whole show was downhill from there I don't after remember- he cleaned the pizza off. I don't remember what the story is, but I do remember there's a funny story about that scene, about like how either he got that on oh, the first yeah, try. Oh, yeah, no, he did it. He, he did it. Like, he, the thing is, 
it they accidentally got, happened. It's that's that wasn't what it was. part that's, of the story. Was, is that yeah. he just he was supposed to just toss the pizza, and Brian Cranston did it in such a way that it landed. That's what it was. On the roof, and yeah. they're like, "Cut! That's the one." Yes. And then they had it up there for like I think I think he cleaned it off by the end of the episode or by the end of the next episode or something like that. But that's such like a that's like the Sopranos shit that I'm into, where it's like life is actually that ridiculous. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. It's it, that's why I love like uh, what you know, Coen Brothers movies and stuff like that. Like when pe- when people just like I, I don't like when people get mad about randomness. It's like that's life, man. Randomness just happens. Yeah, random. Actually, what I love about Coen Brothers movies, it's just a slice of life shit. Like I love how there's no there's no point. Ending. There's no point. It's just this is what happened. There's no. That's why like one of my favorite lines ever in Coen Brothers is that, uh, and it's not their best movie. It's a fun movie, but it's not that good. Is that uh, Burn After Reading? There's a scene with J.K. Simmons at the very end where they're just like basically reviewing the whole movie. They're like, what did we learn? And they were like, uh, I don't know, man, this was so stupid. <laughs> like they were just like, <laughs> like, they were just like, so why did this happen? And they were like, I don't know, man, this was really stupid. And they're just like, whatever, I just, just get rid of this whole case. That was the one with like Brad Pitt as Brad like Pitt and, the, yeah, and George Clooney. See, I did not like that movie. Actually, it wasn't no, it, wrong with it. No, it wasn't. Uh, that's what I was saying. It's not one of their best movies. It has great moments. It's got really funny moments, but it's not a very good movie. All of their stuff is like related to mythology, though. Apparently, I'd be interested to know what that one's related to. Hmm, I didn't because know for the most, like, so uh, what? Oh, brother, we're out, though. Yeah, I is, knew that. I knew that one. I knew that one's the. Well, uh, and apparently, uh, the no, co- no country for old men is like it's like Dante's Inferno or something like that. Really, I did not know that. Well, like wait, they show wait, three dogs on, and on, it's the on. three heads of Cerberus and shit. Hold on, though. No country for old men is a book. So, is did they take a did they take the book and adapt it to Dante's Inferno, or is the author of Dante's Inferno? Did they do? I think of, they uh, tried to do an illusion. Maybe I don't know. I, that's, I, I watched that's a, the YouTube what's his video. name book. That's a Jack. Not Jack Kerouac, a uh, uh, not Conor McGregor. What the fuck's his name? It wouldn't be Conor McGregor. Couldn't the Scott? Uh, I think it, what's, it's a Mag- <sighs> no country for old men. Jim Cockshaw. Wow, that is not who I thought it was. Cocksleeve McGregor. That's oh, I thought you actually looked it up and were telling. I was like, wow, Jim- <laughs> yeah, and his name Cor- is Cox Cormac Lee. Cormac McCarthy. Thank you, the guy who wrote the road. That's the guy who wrote fucking No, no Country for Old Men. Interesting. Yeah. And it's the same, like, it's this, like a Scottish guy wrote a song, uh, it's our song, a, a book about the, the, the Southwest United States. Well, ju- uh, I, I'm, I'm, I, not, I'm, I'm not doubting. I'm just asking. No, or I, was I, I, he, he is Scottish, but I mean, he's an American. Like, I don't think he's, Oh, a, gotcha. He's just got an extremely Scottish. Name yeah. 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 I think he's of Scottish of Scottish heritage or whatever the fuck. Although I don't really know much about court, uh, Cormac McCarthy. So all I know is I watched, and it, it might've been, bullshit itself i watched a youtube video that had like because there was three dogs in it one that he saw while he was out hunting one that was dead at the place and then he got chased by one in the river and there was some sort of allusion to uh cerberus the the guardian of hades and then also like there was like the lights on the truck that was chasing him that meant something i don't know there's a youtube video though i'm like holy crap they're Hmm. just doing they're doing mythology again 
though I don't, I haven't looked into anything of that for the Big Lebowski. Maybe the Big Lebowski is just fucking hilarious because it is. Well, this is great because I'm going to go down a rabbit hole after this. But we're going to take a break and uh, we're going to come back and we're going to figure out my fucking hockey team. And uh, yes, Cormac McCarthy, by the way, is American. He's just a Scottish motherfucker. He's an American. Yeah. <laughs> Edit point he, here. Honk honk. He wrote. He wrote Blood Meridian. All the pretty houses. No country for old men in the road. So. Interesting. All right, and we'll be right back. What a, what a pussy is, but it's just funny. Pussy. Steve Beck and Steve Beck right next to me. Is he right. warm? Is he a hot pussy? Uh, what a hot pussy. A very what hairy a hot pussy. pussy very hairy pussy. <laughs> your cat's such a hot pussy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're, do, we're doing hockey. Speaking of pussy, I don't know why I said Speaking that. Speaking of pussies. <laughs> the National mean. Hockey League. Yeah. Yeah, the, the weakest <laughs> athletes of all time, the the least intimidating. They yeah, skate yeah. around on ice like fairies. Well, I'm going to give a little bit of context real quick about why we're doing this. Uh, I said it in the beginning, but whatever. I don't know what I'm going to edit. Anyway, I have never had a hockey team. Uh, I've always known a couple teams I wouldn't root for. Uh, Wisconsin doesn't have a hockey team, obviously. And Steve, you were a Detroit Red Wings fan, correct? Correct. correct. Have you always been a Detroit Red Wings fan? Uh, for the majority of my life, since I was like five years old, I didn't start watching hockey and I still don't watch it a whole shitload. I usually just wait for the playoffs, but I didn't start watching it until like 2016 or so. But I was a Red Wings fan since I was like five years old or so. And why were you a Red Wings fan? Uh, my brother and I would play, um, NHL, NHL PA 93 for the Sega Genesis, um, debatably the best hockey game ever um, debatably because people say the NHL 94 is better. There's not a whole lot of differences between them, but I prefer NHL PA 93 because it's got the PA in it. What about um, Wayne Gretzky uh, on 60? That is, that one always comes up. I swear to God, I, I talk about this with you or Arcada and you guys are like, what about Wayne Gretzky? I'm like, yeah, it's a good, it's a good game, but it's, it's not, it's NHL. not, no, it, it's like, it's like, it's like uh, what's it called? NBA it's an arcade game. game. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not. NBA, it's, it's very it, NBA Jam. It's not. It's like Blitz. It's not a realistic game. It's a fun game, but it's I mean, not either like either is NHLPA really. But oh, it's so oh. it's beautiful in its simplicity. Yeah. Anywho, well, my brother yeah. and I would play. This is so ninety three. My brother and I would play on the same team as the Blackhawks, which is like the traditional team for Southern Wisconsinites to like because they've been around forever, and they're probably a very large reason why we don't have a team. And yeah, because they're the original six. So a lot of people like the Blackhawks. And at the time in the 90s, there was actually two former Badgers that were on uh, on them. Um, I don't remember. I feel like Chris Chelios was a Badger, maybe. Chris Chelios was? I, I see. This is where, where Randy would chime in and be like, "You fucking idiot!" But I'm not, <laughs> um, maybe he wasn't. But they, they had a they had a. By goalie. the way, I, ta- I talked to Randy earlier, and he does do, want to do a, a. We'll do another hockey topic of some type uh, Mike, at some point mike richter i think richter i think of really newer I, th- I think mike richter was in it uh, was a was a badger and i think there's another badger yeah. i remember either way we, we play we played together on the same team because you can go two persons first the computer on this genesis genesis and my brother 
was sort of a dick. Wouldn't let me play most of the forward characters. Like if I switched over to one of the characters that was good, to be like, hey, don't do that. And I think he just got tired of playing with us on the same team and wanted to play against me. But so when we when we went to one v ones, the rule that he made was because my brother's four years older than me, so he made those kind of rules. Uh, I had a four year older brother, us, and yes, they always shafted you. Yeah, it made it sound like they were us, treating you fair. Yeah. Neither of us could play as the Blackhawks. This is fair enough. Like we both used to play as the Blackhawks, which I'm assuming was his favorite team at the time. So he didn't want to have to play against them, and he knew that I only had one team. Um, so he said neither of us could play as the Blackhawks, and he chose another team, which was the New York Rangers. Who actually, that's who Mike Richter was on. He wasn't on the Blackhawks. He was on the Rangers. Either way. Um, he chose the New York Rangers who were really fucking good in 1993. They had like, uh, Mark Messier and, uh, and Mike Richter and some other fucking people, I'm sure. Um, so I, as a five-year-old had the daunting task of picking a hockey team that had a good enough stats to, to play against my brother, who was the, uh, the, the New York Rangers. Um, and, well, and I really loved Jeremy Roenick at the time cause he was in the Blackhawks and that was like the only player I knew and he was a really awesome player. So I liked being him. Um, and then I don't know, probably at, at least some sort of, uh, insistence from my brother. I tried out the Red Wings who were as good as them at the time and their best player slash center was a man named Steve Iserman. And being five, he had the same name as me. And I'm like, this is dope. And he was fucking amazing. He like amazing at checking, amazing at shooting, amazing at passing. Like the dude is a fuck. And now he's the, he's the fucking general manager of the Detroit Red Wings. Um, and from well, that's, then a, that's, on, ca- that's kind of awesome for you. Yeah. Well, he, see, he left for a while and then went to the Tampa Bay lightning and did some crap. And then, and then now the, he's back by, as by the, the way, uh, they're, general they're, manager. As we're going through all these teams, there are a lot of stupid reasons why I'm going to cross off teams. I'm going to tell you right now, Tampa Bay is already one of them. I will be hard. I will be surprised if I end up picking a warm weather climate city because I get very frustrated that Wisconsin doesn't have a hockey team and Tampa Bay or Florida has Blackhawks. I know. I believe me. I do. And by the way, they're another team that is automatically off my list. Well, the thing is, if you're going to be a Blackhawk fan, you would already be one. Yeah, I'm not. True true hockey fans, true hockey sport fans like Randy and and, uh, Tyler are already Blackhawks fans because they've liked hockey for that long. (laughs) So here's what we're going to do. I have the entire list of all the hockey teams by divisions, which is a whole other thing I want to touch are, on. Are you looking at it in Wikipedia as well? We're we looking at the same one. No, I, I took it from there and put it in a Word document. But I'll look at fancy. So I'm just going to go through it. If you don't have much to say about it, about the city, the team, a mascot, just be like, oh, well, fucking whatever. Just say whatever and we can move on. And I'm going to either be like possibility. And if so, we can, uh, I'm, I want to just, cr- let's quick go through ones that we can just be like, fuck, no, fuck, no, fuck, no, fuck, no. And let's get it down to like, right, we'll yeah. go through those fast enough. I've, I've plenty that I don't have a lot okay. of opinions on. I'm sure. First off, the first thing before we get into the teams though, the divisions are sponsored. You have the Ma- so Mass I, I Mutual know- East and Discover Central and Honda West and Scotia North. Keep in mind that what you're probably – yeah, one that is true, but keep in mind that, that this is also a special season for COVID that I think that is a only a one-year thing. I really like how they're makeup uh, right now, but I think that might okay. actually change. But I doubt the fact – well, they're also changing because of the Seattle Kraken joining. That, um, well, that was the other thing I wanted to ask you about because there's the four divisions and then there's just a division of expansion. Yeah. So they're definitely going to re – like. 
I would be surprised if they didn't fucking sell sponsorship rights to the uh, the divisions. But yeah, they definitely sponsored the divisions. Hockey needs all of the money and all the one of the beauties of of NHL is that they don't have a huge amount of people watching it, so they do make a lot of rules and do a lot of things just for viewership and for money. Like hockey is for sale, and you'd think that would be a terrible thing, but it's totally not. Like. They like there was shootouts used to be super rare. Like we, we watched Big Daddy back in the day, and yeah. the kids the kids napping on Big Daddy and a shootout happens. Like this one happens like once every five years. Shootouts happen all the time. I mean, not all the time, all the time, but like literally, they could happen on any single game during a tie. They made it at one point that ties were almost like literally teams would just like pull their goalie in overtime because ties were worth the same for anybody, and they fixed that too. They they literally just try to make the game more watchable and fun. And that's the beauty of the NHL. And I just have a problem following it because there's a crap load of games. And I only watch like 12 Green Bay Packer games a year. And I only well, have my, to watch the, 17. The only, the, only, the only thing that I, 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 my understanding of hockey and why it's always been so hard to get into it. Look, football, there's 16, now 17 games a year. Every game technically does matter. With hockey, the thing that I always heard about, and you could say the same about basketball, but basketball, yeah. like, until recently, the regular season was a fairly good indicator of what was likely to happen in the playoffs. That's kind of going away in basketball. That's also true of hockey. But I thought in hockey there was a lot of times where, like, the the deep seeds actually won in the playoffs. Like, isn't that not? I mean, it's got a real any given, like, when you've got a puck that moves 80 miles per hour, and depending how good the goalie yeah, is, like, it, it, some teams a, it's are a, an it, entire goalie situation. It's a bit of a more arbitrary sport, right? There is a, a bit more random, which I kind of like because it yeah, seems – Yeah, Kevin Durant can go out there and fucking sink ducats all day. It does but, seem like there's no – like there's not as many – even the best teams don't always win. I mean, yeah, sometimes. I mean, like there are some teams that are just mostly a really good goalie. That if you have a really good goalie who just doesn't let anything through, eventually you'll get something through on the other goalie who does let something through. Or gets hot. Yeah, yeah there's okay, all, okay. But, but again, they're all – just like basketball, it's a series. So so it's kind of like it's kind of like in baseball how if a pitcher gets hot at the right team time can carry literally a team through the playoffs or something. Like if hockey – True. If a goalie really gets locked in, a mediocre team can win a title. Well, that's also true that you have like a main – uh, goalie, but you'll all like they do get sit for games on end, like because like just to rest them up. So you could get like the secondary goalie for a little while or something like that, depending on what's happening. Yeah, hmm. there's there's more like and I I'd like just like a precursor. I understand very little about hockey. It's just fun to watch, especially <laughs> hey, in the playoffs. That's all right. You know what? You know more than me, and uh, I just want to. I I I actually do enjoy hockey. I just never watch it. So let's get started on the teams. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with. Uh, I'm gonna just hand pick a couple ones going through here. Ones that I know I'm gonna not pick, uh, based on a variety of reasons. And you jump in if there's anything you want to comment about it. So let's start off like I said before. Where's the fucking Tampa Bay ones? I'm gonna cross them off right away. So I'm Tampa just gonna start Bay Lightning. The Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm I think they won up. last year, if I recall. Oh, good. First off, uh, hard for me to root for warm weather, t- warm weather cities. Also, Jake Tan's team of choice. Oh, God. Well, then, I don't actually know why, it. but I do know that's <laughs> I just love you, Jake, but no. And also, I just hate the I, – I don't like mascots as lightning or thunder or anything like that. Just nothing about it. No way I'm picking yeah. them. All right. Uh, lightning da- and fart thunder. Yeah. Dallas Stars, I don't like – that's just the cowboy. Uh, I can give you one reason. 
to yeah, like the Dallas Stars. Give me a reason. So the major uh, anybody who's been a Minnesota hockey fan for a long enough time hates the Dallas Stars because for the same reason that you immediately stri- crossed them off because they're one more their hockey team. The Dallas Stars used to be known as the Minnesota North Stars, and then Minnesota, oh. a, a, a state slash a state filled with where hockey, hockey fans. I was going to say where hockey is a religion. Yeah, lost a team and they went to Dallas. And oh. they have hated them ever since. Uh, I, new generations probably don't feel it as much, but still, you, you talk to any any hockey fan from Minnesota over a certain age, and they're just, fuck the Dallas Stars. Like, I mean, they, that is, they left them without a team for a while. Super interesting story, but that doesn't give me a, ro- a reason to root for Dallas other than that it caused Minnesotans pain. But I kind of like Minnesota, so I ain't going to do that. I mean, I like Minnesota as a state, but their sports fans, other than wild fans, can chuck rocks. Yeah, 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 I mean, actually, and, and and Twins fans are pretty cool. And uh, Timberwolves, I ain't got nothing against. Just fuck the Vikings. <laughs> honestly, I don't even hate Vikings fans, dude. I just don't. I don't. I don't hate Minnesota sports fans. To be totally honest, I I, I don't. Uh, spoken from somebody who hasn't spent enough time in Minnesota. That's probably true. You have spent more time than me. All right, let's keep going though. Uh, let's see what other ones. Are. Florida Panthers. What should I know about them? Anything? I actually know almost dick about them. All right, good. Well, Florida again. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry warm- to all. I'm sorry to all you warm weather folks out there. I just. We, I actually we- think the most interesting about them is that I don't know, sh- and they've got like such a basic like logo and color scheme. Panthers apparently. Panthers. They lame, play man. in Sunrise, Florida. I don't even know where that is. I've, I've heard of Tampa. I've heard of Orlando. I've heard of Tallahassee. I've heard of all kinds of things. I've never heard of Sunrise, Florida. But Sun, but Florida is actually quite a large state. So, uh, well, as a former Panther, as a alum of UWM, I'm not a Panther fan of the Pan- not not a fan of the Panther as a mascot. But that's that's fine. Oh, you don't like pounce, bro? I, I I do like pounce. As far as Panthers go, I like it. I'm just saying. I just think it's. I'm not a big fan of mascots that have nothing to do anything with your region or like. What the fuck does a Panther have to do with Milwaukee? I mean, they, like besides being a badass Black Panther. Yeah, it's, I mean, this is what's bullshit yeah. about the Florida Panthers is that it's not a Black Panther. Fuck that shit. It looks like a cougar. That ain't no what? panther. Really? Right. Like, well, yeah, if you look at look at the logo. Oh, I do like how they're referred to as the cats. People call them the cats. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I, I I mean I like cats. I yeah, but, you can easily check them off. <laughs> San Jose Sharks think they got a cool logo. Again. Fuck them. Warm weather, not gonna do it. So uh, they uh the I, I dislike them specifically because uh, so the Red Wings have this thing, and they've always had this thing since I don't know, early nineties, something like that, where they throw an octopus on the ice. People sneak in octopuses to the to the game and they throw it on the ice. <laughs> And you got and I didn't know. Wait, like, as a wait, kid, wait, wait, longest, wait, 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 Are you talking about live octopi? Uh, no, it's dead. They get it from like a. I mean, I hope it's fucking. I think one time they threw a live, and everybody chided them. As Dude, octo- octopi are beautiful animals. I don't like that at all. Yeah, and they're and they're total- very intelligent. So I think one time they threw a live, and it was just super. It, that's like I don't quote me on this because I don't know if it was ever live, but I hope not because. The point of it, actually, like I'm, I, I'm assuming that the reason the first person did it is think about like an octopus. Like it's just basically like membrane like wet membrane it sticks they gotta chip it off the ice like like it, it sticks immediately so it's something that they have it's something gross that they have to deal with um they being the the, the crew at wherever the hell they're at uh so anywho that's that's been a red wings thing is throwing an octopus on the ice it like during hat tricks just whenever the san jose sharks 
Well, occasionally I, I, throw I, I, a shark I, I, on the ice. I, I'm throwing. I'm throwing the. Uh, that's a Red Wing thing. I'm throwing them off the list. Then I don't like that. I don't like. I don't that's like that. I wasn't going to pick them anyway because honestly, I don't want to root for the team that you have. Because yeah, we, I, we, I already, I had never assumed I, that you were. I know. Wait, you Look, said shark, shark, shark fans throw sharks on there? They show, yeah, they threw sharks on the ice. Right. Like, well, dead, again, the, dead sharks. They're off the list too. Not all the time, but it's been done from time to time. I mean, if you want to knock off ones that your friends are fans of, yeah, give me give me all of these ones. So that's I can do that. me. That's me on the Red Wings, the the Blackhawks, obviously. Joe oh, yeah. was an Ottawa Senators fan, which I think is cool as shit. Because Real quick, do you have do you have any thoughts? Because do you want to touch on the Blackhawks at all? Can we just well, fuck the Blackhawks yeah, as a Southern Wisconsin as, as yeah. a fuck as a Southern Wisconsin person? I fuck like surrounded by Blackhawks fans. Fuck the Blackhawks. And as you stated before, they are the reason why Wisconsin doesn't have a team. It's not like written in stone that that's why, but, but it, one one could construe that they take up such a market value that yeah, it's not in anybody's best interest. There's not enough fans. In really, there's not enough hockey fans in Wisconsin, but who knows? Like, why is that? I have no idea why there's more hockey fans in some either way. I don't get it. Okay, so who else are the other teams? Okay, wait, you Joe's Joe? an Ottawa Senators fan. Uh, I don't hilarious. know. I don't, I do kind of like if there's one that you would share with a friend, that one's nah, a good one. No, nah, because I'm not I don't know anything about them except that Joe's a fan of them and they had a, a goalie who was the Hamburglar for a while. That was his nickname, the Hamburglar. Okay, I, I kind of want to put him back on the list now, but He's, they don't have that goal. Don't pick it for the ham group. Nah, I, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't want to share teamdom with someone, but that was one that I had threw into a handful of just like, well, I do like the mascot. I thought the you know because it was like the the Roman senators, like the mm-hmm. fucking one. Yeah. So all right, yeah, but whatever. Cool name. So Joe's the Ottawa Senators. What else? Jake's the Tampa Bay Lightning, like we've talked about. Yeah. No. And then little Mike Pulich and Okada are both Penguins fans, and also fuck the Penguins. Uh, yeah, that's one that I was going to take off. Although I have to say I'm a big fan of Pittsburgh. I love penguins. They were against Pittsburgh. And I do also like penguins. It's a team that I should like, but I just, that's not one I was going to root for. Other ones that I'm going to cost cross off real quick. I'm not going to vote. I'm not going to pick some like all timer things. So I'm taking off the Bruins. Uh, cause I know they've had a lot of success. I'm taking off. the. I, fuck, Rangers. I hate most Boston area teams. Don't I'm hate ta- the Patriots actually, but I'm ta- I'm taking off the Rangers and the Flyers. If you have any thoughts on those two, but they're just, um, Philadelphia Flyers are known as a bunch of bruisers. Most of the time, not a fan of them. Uh, the new mascot the fly- is terrifying. He is, yeah. He's amazing. I mean, cause this well, is the best mascot awesome. since the, the, the Philly fanatic. Yeah, like yeah. that is Philadelphia the number one still, reason. They do know how to make mascots in Philadelphia. Yeah, he is to his big Audi purple belly button. He's yeah. wonderfully off-putting. Um, one thing I'll say about the Rangers is there was another person in your shoes, and it's something you might want to take into account at the end of this season. Um, there's a guy I know who he wanted to get into hockey, but he needed to pick a hockey team, and he didn't want to be uh, accused of being a fair weather fan or just picking the best team. So. He took the team that had done the worst last season and made that his team. And he actually got super fucking lucky that it was the New York Rangers because they're not usually the worst fucking team in the year. But he they were at one point. And he actually got to see them from – he chose them as his team one year and the year before they were at their worst. And he actually got to see them win a championship like three years ago or something like that. <laughs> Okay. So, I mean, take yeah, take the Rangers off, but I, I don't know who did the. We don't know who's going to do the worst this year, but you know, nah, but it's not, not a bad that, idea. I I don't like their jerseys. I don't like their color scheme. There's, I, I, it's they're the, the way- Yankees, sort of. Yeah. it's very much like America's team kind of situation. I know, and I get it. And I'm I'm not saying it's a bad. Uh, it's not a bad thing, or I'm, it's just not my cup of tea. Anyway, gotcha. 
gonna take them off. Gonna take off the. Let's see, who else can I take off here? Uh, the Wild. That was one that I had thought about for a while, but I just I don't want to be a Minnesota. That one, to to be fair, makes the most sense in a ton of ways. Wisconsin get, is in the Wild watching. Like I whatever, get, I know. get, I get the Wild on TV too, and my sling. So it actually technically makes sense. I don't know why. I just don't like their logo. I don't like the colors. I, I just whatever. I just don't like the Wild chip. Well, and also as I know the the same guy I know is a Minnesota fan and he's a Wild fan. Being a Minnesota sports fan is mostly uh, pain. Yeah. I'm like, hey, John, the, the Wilder in the playoffs, he's just like, for now, <laughs> until they choke. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Minnesota is one of the most underrated, uh, painful sports franchises of all time because they're not they're not the Lions where they're just bad. They're actually worse because they're good. They just don't win championships. They just don't win things, yeah. That's actually worse than just being awful. Yeah. Because you get you get false hope. It's actually worse than just being trash. Very true. Agreed. I'd rather be a Lions fan. Okay, so let me just let me crank off a couple more here. Um, (laughs) The Jets, the Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg Jets. That's it. Back to Winnipeg. (laughs) I don't know anything about Winnipeg. I don't like the. So they're sort of new. They they were an old team that went away and then they came back. I guess it was since 1999. I guess. I could have swore that they went away and then came back, but I guess maybe they've been around for a while. I, the thing I like about the Winnipeg Jets is that Winnipeg is a trash little town and they got a hockey team. Dude, I did not realize how many. I mean, that, this makes total sense. I did not. I knew, obviously, that most Canadian towns had a team, but I didn't realize like Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver all had towns. Or all had I guess teams they, have, they have a pretty large population in Winnipeg. I don't know. All I know about Winnipeg is my brother went once, went once and one of his friends got chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it was a trashy fucking town, but also <laughs> like he's not necessarily the expert on, on cities, you know? <laughs> Those damn syphilitic Canadians. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Filthy Canadians and their chlamydia <laughs> making his friends piss green all over the place. I, I, I do. God, what? I think that was the last podcast and left thing. I remember reading something about Vancouver when they went there, whatever. And apparently like heroin in Vancouver is like out of fucking control. And it's just like, there are parts of Vancouver where it's like, it's like Halloween town where it's just like ghouls on the street with like open, like, like needles in their arms and like fucking like, just like blood on the walls. And it's just like a hellscape. It might be incorrect of me to think so, but I always think of Vancouver as like the LA of, uh, of Canada. Because on the uh, far west coast, I have only been to Toronto and the. I've never been to Canada, so my judgment is is entirely oh. unfounded in reason. I love Toronto, and I have heard Mon- my folks fucking love Montreal. I mean, like they can't. I've always wanted Quebec. to go to Montreal. I've always wanted to go to Montreal because Anna Parskivalakos always went to that. Uh, there's that comedy, like the biggest comedy festival in the world oh, is yeah, like two in weeks in Montreal. And the I've French always loved comedy. They do. I've always wanted to go to that fucking festival. So real quick though, I just got to say, I think I'm cranking out all five of these Canadian teams. If there's anything you want to talk about the flames, Oilers, five. Canadians, well, flames, Oilers, Canadians, Maple Leafs, and Canucks. Senators and jets. I guess we went over them. Yeah. I, we already um, went over them. I guess. So the flames, I don't like, I don't know much about, I think Calgary's on the west coast of Canada as well. Don't know shit about Calgary. 
Um, so take it or leave it. Edmonton Oilers was the the team of Wayne Gretzky, which is the only thing that's really going on there. Um, unless you're into, I guess, I think that is also West Coast. The Canadians are the most winningest team of all time by quite a bit. Like they've got like more championships than any other hockey team by like 12, like an almost insurmountable amount. Um, the Maple Leafs are very much like the Cubs or Yankees is that they were good, but they haven't won for a very long time. And they're an ancient team. Um, if I was going to, if I was going to have a Canadian team, it would be hard for me to choose between the Leafs and the Jets. Um, and then the Canucks, I don't know, not a huge fan of them. Not, I don't really like their whole thing. I don't like, how, I, I so, feel like I'm not, I feel like cause their name is the Canucks. I'm not even allowed to root for them. It does. It is kind of weird. Cause like, I'm always like, is that a slur? I don't know. I'm assuming like, well, they, they have like an orca, like a native American orca. As I do like, I, I do like their logo. I don't know what Canuck means. It's just a slang term meaning Canadian. Is it from something? Says a Canadian. Originally referring to <laughs> Dutch Canadians. Literally, literally, it says a Canadian (parentheses sometimes derogatory in U.S.) And then it says it's history it has, apparently meant like German or Dutch Canadians. Huh. <laughs> and then here's the example sentence that it used: "As a true Canuck, Hayden loves pizza." I, I didn't realize that pizza was a Canadian thing, but okay. Anyway, uh, I don't know. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna uh, toss out a couple. Makes of, like, me hate the Vancouver Canucks just as much. Let me. Well, that's why they're off the fucking list. All right, so I'm going to throw out like three other ones just based off of whether they're cities I've been to and just not going to do it. The New Jersey Devils, the New York Islanders. Hold and- on, hold on. I'm going to pause on both okay. of those actually. Okay. One, the the New Jersey Devils are great because of that one SNL episode because uh, David Putty is a uh, Devils fan and they win and he goes around just yelling Devils, Devils, like at people in cars, like really freaking them out. It's a great episode of Seinfeld. Okay. Um, so that's okay. a reason to like the New Jersey Devils, the only uh, one that I can think of. Okay. Uh, New York Islanders, when we're talking about television uh, people, uh, Dennis Duffy from 30 Rock is an Islanders fan. And what I like about the New, oh, like, yes, New York right. Islanders is that they are the other New York team. You got the Nets, the Jets, the Mets, and the Islanders. <laughs> They're the other <laughs> New York team. And while they're actually in the playoffs right now and doing pretty well, I just always have a soft spot in my heart for the other New York team. The other other New York team. Yeah, because you got you got you got the the Yankees, the Giants, the Rangers, the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. And then you got the the Mets, the Nets, the Jets, and the Islanders. And that's fine. And I'm not taking them off the list. As in, like, I there's a lot of teams I'm taking them off the list because I'm like I can't root for this or whatever. It's just that if I was picking a new NFL team besides the Packers, it's not that I wouldn't have a soft spot for the Jets. It's just that I wouldn't pick them. You know? Yeah, I got I got you. Yeah. Uh, L.A. Kings. Anything you want to say on them? Because uh, that was uh, also uh, the the king, the king, uh, the the great one. Also played on them for a little while. Other than that, whatever. They're the L.A. Kings. Okay. I think technically that might be. I think um, Adam and Sarah have been to a couple Kings games and might be Kings fans. Oh yeah, I mean those coastal elites, of course. Yeah. Uh, they, they snorted <laughs> cocaine out of each other's anuses and then went to a Kings game. That's as what I the elites, and then had snifters of brandy on the top level of the Kings. That's game. what I hear they do. They just 
snort coke out of each other's vaginas. That's, I think that's technically, if you you're supposed to blow coke into people's butts, actually, not not out there. It actually grows naturally. Not out, out there. Out they want to they want to get it in there. Uh, speaking of friends picks, I think Mistle weirdly is a Colorado Avalanche fan. If I can remember, a lot of people who watched it all like in the mid late nineties because they were really good and they had um, Patrick Wah spelled like R O Y. Who's an amazing goalie and a complete dick, and found out later as a wife beater. So you can remove them. All right, we'll take them off. I'm going to take off. Not a fan. You can. I'm going to take off the coyotes because I just don't like Arizona. (laughs) Like the entire state. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very ignorant and xenophobic thing to say. I understand. I mean, there's nothing like that. I think about like it's great about Arizona, but I feel like Arizona is such a neutral thing. It's like I hate bread. It's 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 it's, look. I'm not saying I hate it. It's not the worst. It's just not my number one place. I've been out to Phoenix once. It was fine. Too hot for my cup of tea. Not a big fan of a lot of politics that go out there. I think it's it's one giant goddamn suburb, and it's fine. It's fine. Where is where is baseball summer training or whatever spring training is that in phoenix for the for the brewers i just for like mlb i thought a lot of them all train in like no a lot of either arizona or new mexico actually weirdly if i can remember that actually might be where the brewers are because i remember the in riverside wisconsin is where the kansas city royals their summer uh training camp is weirdly because i my my dad's friend used to live in Riverside, Wisconsin. Yep, and... it's Phoenix. Okay, the Brewers? So I've been to Phoenix. Yeah, okay. Uh, I didn't. I also my family was there, and I um, didn't go to any baseball thing. In fact, my favorite part about that trip was I smoked the better part of a pack of cigarettes and drank a bunch of beers in the pool out back while listening to a fuckload of Talking Heads. And as the sun would like set, I would just keep. I started at one end of the pool and moved to the other one to stay keep myself in the sun. It was amazing. It was actually one of the better trips of my life, and it wasn't because of anything to do with baseball, which is technically the reason I was there. Anyhow. I like that. All right. Well, hold on a sec. Sorry, I'm just looking at this fucking list here. All right, uh, Sabers. I've been to Buffalo. Sabers. I, I have nothing really oh, against Sabers. them. The Sabers. I don't understand that team. Let me tell you. The only reason why I thought it was like a Buffalo. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's the, the same it's, with the Buffalo Bills. It's the it's the fucking what are they? The Poligulas or whatever. It's the same owners. The fucking Buffalo Buffalo is like we want all of our logos and teams to be the Buffaloes, but we can't be the Buffalo Buffaloes. So we're just going to put another word next to it, and Never our talk- logo is obviously going to be a Buffalo. Did I ever tell you about my Buffalo story where I fucking uh, gave a old woman Heimlich remo- uh, the Heimlich maneuver and I broke her ribs, but I saved her life? Was that in the city of Buffalo? Yeah, is it a Max and Irma's? Yeah, I think you did tell me that. I just, I, I was, when you were telling me that, I'm like, what is that? Where's a Buffalo? I thought you were talking about like a Buffalo. Like, how does no. a Buffalo figure it out? She was eating a Buffalo steak and <laughs> I had to fucking. <laughs> it was at a Max and Irma's, which I had never heard of, but apparently it's like, that is. it's a chain. It's like a Applebee's or something like that out in Buffalo. Uh, Why the fuck? I mean, I, this is when you were working with the NFL over it, right? Yeah, we actually fuck. Was it Buffalo or was it Cincinnati? It might have been Cincinnati. Actually, I might. Sure, it wasn't this. Toledo. I don't remember. Yeah, they fought a war over Toledo. I, <laughs> that's another podcast that we're going to do someday. <laughs> All right, hold on, God, for going long. I got. I. I. We got to get to the end of this. I have two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve teams left. Okay. All right. 
Capital. Okay. Uh, Hurricanes going to cancel them off. No connection. Yeah, I do like how they're called the Canes, but other than that, no, I got nothing. Oh, damn. I kind of like that. Nah, fuck yep, it. Right, call them Canes. Them what the fuck is a blue jacket? I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I want to take them I, off. I think it's something because... to do with the, the Revolutionary War. All right. I'm taking them off. That's a stupid name. I don't like it. It, it it looks very patriotic, so I think you're right. It, it, it looks... is quite patriotic. Um, yeah, I for, I I hated them for a little while, but I forget why. I think okay. uh, I think they beat the Red Wings when I was really watching them in the playoffs, something like that. Okay, so we're down to two, four, six left. These are the so who's six... the one after the Blue Jackets? You said uh, nothing. We're down to six teams, and these okay. are the these are the six that I kind of thought about as possible options. Okay. Two of them, I'm kind of like, whatever, I'll take them out. Maybe even three. Uh, so I'm just going to go from top to bottom. And you get, what, let's start with the Capitals. The only reason why I'm even considering them is just because I love the city of D.C. Uh, I like Dovechkin. I don't know a ton about Capitals. I don't really like the name or the color scheme or anything, so I'm t- I think I'm taking them off. But I just They like are the city. pretty good right now. I know, and that's um, another reason one. why I don't want to pick them. Uh, their name is boring. There mm. is that uh, – what was the name of that famous um, – I believe she's Indian porn star – She's a fan of the Capitals. She actually got hit in the tit and it ruptured one of her. Uh, her oh, uh, she also has a sports show now. Uh, fucking the the Arabian there's chick. A, yeah, there's a porn star that hosts a sports Mia, show. Uh, Mia Khalifa. Yeah, Mia Khalifa. Mia Khalifa. Yeah, yeah so she's uh, a Capitals her, fan. Her and her and not Ron Artest. Uh, uh, it's a former basketball player. I think do a podcast. She's it's, on like ES. Oh, Gil, Gilbert. Her. her and Gilbert Arenas, I think it is, or something like that. Like. I don't know if it's still going, but I think they started a podcast. Or something. Fucking she, she, good for her. She, oh, yeah, dude. She's a big sports fan. I, I, I love I, it when porn stars do, like, constructive things after they get out. Like, cause, um, what was the other absolutely. one? Like, Sasha, Sasha Gray went into, like, there's philanthropy. A couple, dude, there's a couple of them. There's, there's a couple of them. Uh, what's her name? There's a... God, her name was like Asia Carrera or something like that. She that's, was like a, that's a name. That's a porn star. She was like, she was like, a, I saw some fucking documentary on her. She was like a Mensa person. Like, she was like a fucking... Yeah. She was a, a really smart, like, I think she was a lawyer or some shit like that. You like, literally the paid... ones that do really well, like the ones who do a lot of porn and recognize how much money they can make in it, like, are like, plan really, and they like get, hardcore yeah. career people. They're it's like, a, look, I they, can make like a billion dollars here and then I'm going to do whatever else. There was a Netflix documentary and I think she was on it and it was called like After Porn or something. And she talked about that and she was like... I went into this and knew like I had like a four year window where I had a plan where I was going to make X amount of money and then set myself out for life. And I was like, I just looked at this as a cost analysis and being like, yeah, I'm going to take some shit and some shame for this or whatever, but I'm going to make X amount of money and I'm going to use that money to like invest in X, Y, Z. And she had this whole fucking plan and she's crushing it. Like she's doing, she's doing great now. And she basically put up with shit for like four years and then like set herself up for life. So I'm like, hell yeah, good, good for you. Anyway, the last thing on the Capitals, and this is this is fleeting because it's just a current situation, is that uh, Zadino Chara plays them currently. And I think he's extremely fun to watch because he's like seven feet fucking tall. Hmm. I, I do like tall. I don't know. I don't well. know what the current. I should look at what the current playoff situation is. If you yeah, have a chance to watch Zadino no, Chara, I, act, I actually not don't, out of it right now. Let me let me say this though. I actually don't want to know though because I don't want to make my pick off of. Current. The ones that you could watch, and they're currently in the final four right now. Not they, not this team that we're but talking I, about. I, I'm just I, saying that the current round of the yeah. Stanley uh, Cup playoffs is in the final four. I just don't want to make my team selection based off who is currently good. One or One that bad. you could maybe watch in the Stanley Cup soon. Well, it's just I, I want the decision to be for other reasons, and I root, so I root for this team, good look. or bad. 
Yes, I purposely did. I will tell you that of the of the four left, you've already eliminated three of them. Well, hold on. I have five left. Who? Uh, so I have the Predators. I, uh, the Ducks, I mean, of the, the four left, in, I mean, of the four left in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now at this moment, you've oh, already good. eliminated three of them. Wait, who have I not? I, I, you t- I said you didn't want to know. Okay, that's true. Okay, so uh, l- let me let me do. Well, it doesn't really matter anyway. So oh the, my god, the, this website's terrible. They the, the, the Ducks are the next one. Anaheim. Uh, probably not going to do it because for two reasons: a California Warm weather. Where the Warm- fuck is Anaheim? Is that northern? Is that northern enough California to be cool California, or is uh, that well, pussy southern northern. California? It's just. It's like is I guess kind of. It's cool logo. The novelty of the Mighty Ducks. Blah blah blah. But like I don't know. That's not really. I, I like the Mighty Ducks fine but like i don't think that's enough for like a reason for me to root for them as a team so probably gonna take them off i mean i like it to me i feel like i would like them more if they weren't a disney team oh and they're literally in the same i I didn't realize that disneyland was in anaheim i didn't even know that yeah oh yeah and anaheim is definitely super far south they're like they're like south los angeles it's just a la team there'd be another other la team fuck those guys so I, mean, I didn't know that San Jose was that far north or that close to San Francisco. Fuck San Jose even more, because fuck San Francisco. <laughs> so here, uh, the, hey, the, hey Marie and uh, I forgot her friend's name. Elsa. <laughs> Elsa, sorry. Fuck <laughs> San Francisco. <laughs> more they're, of a Sacramento guy. <laughs> you know what? They wouldn't even disagree because both of them are leaving San Francisco this year. Good for them. Anyway, so the next one I wanted to talk about was I thought originally a clear favorite. And I kind of first off, they're warm weather, so probably wasn't going to be picked. But I really was at one point going to pick the Vegas Golden Knights. I like the name. I like mm-hmm. Vegas. I have some connection to Vegas. I just don't like the logo. I don't like it. I, honestly, the Knights. I, it, I the gold, not just Knights. You can't just say the Knights. They're the Golden Knights. The, if it golden was just Knights. the Vegas Knights, I might even pick them. It would still also be super boring. I, I know. I just well, I don't they need to be the Golden Knights because you have Golden Knights in Vegas. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, I I just I wanted to like them, and there's something about it I just don't. They remind me of an XFL team for some reason. Yes, yes, it, it, that's what the logo and stuff reminds me of. The it's logo, just... the color scheme, the name. Yeah. So now they've we're already done... won a championship, which shows how hodgepodge the, the whole league is. Oh God, that's right. I did forget about that. That they already have. So now we're down to three. So the, here are the three choices, and I kind of knew this was coming. But the Nashville Predators, the reason why I picked them was their connection to Milwaukee because the Admirals True. are their, their farm team. The St. Louis Blues because – and I know that they have been good recently, right? Like didn't they just win a championship? Uh, I feel like it wasn't that long ago, yeah. Yeah. Well, I have, I kind of have a sentimental thing to them because uh, when I worked for the NFL and stuff like that, it was based out of St. Louis and some of the people there were St. Louis Blues fans. And I just liked the, Saint, the town of St. Louis. And I just always thought that they were shitty when I was there and I kind of rooted for them just because they were so terrible at the time. I've never been to St. Louis, have an interest in going, but also due to other circumstances, I was looking up um, most vi- – uh, most violent crimes per capita and st louis is number one i like st louis but that's not for me to say that there's like look there's another city in missouri i like detroit and milwaukee like there there is some fucked up oh yeah actually milwaukee's number six funnily enough (laughs) yeah so again yeah i know it's a but i i think the sometimes that data is it's not that it's wrong i think that it's it's 
misleading, I guess would be the way to say it because it's, I love this. St. Louis, Missouri is number one and Kansas city, Missouri is number five. It's kind of funny to me. Missouri will kill you if you get out of line. Well, Missouri is fucked up, man. There's a whole, that's the show me the state show me or I will kill you. I literally read a whole book about how Missouri is fucking come to be fucked up. Anyway. So St. Louis blues, maybe. And then there's the Seattle. And then there's the Seattle Kraken, which is the newest one. I kind, I mean, I, I, I feel like you're doing that because it's the new hotness. Well, that's the thing is, so I this do- is the three that you're kind of down to is the Vegas Knights, the oh, four. It's Vegas Knights, St. Louis Blues, uh, so, Seattle Kraken, and what, what was the fourth one? The Predators. Was this three? So and the, the Predators. So the, the the Predators, the Blues, or the Kraken. And here's my my here's my reasoning on all three. The Predators, the connection to Milwaukee. They actually, I kind of like the color scheme and the logos kind of cool. I don't like the name, the Predators, but it is kind of dope because they're like fucking saber tooth tigers. So it's dope. St. Louis blows. I kind of like the, I like this. I mean, I, I have a sentimental attachment to St. Louis. I do kind of like the logo and the color scheme, the blue stuff. It's kind of cool. And then the Seattle Kraken, it's an expansion team. There's it's, it's a blank canvas. There's no history to it. I kind of like the logos. I kind of like it. It, it looks kind of very expansion teamy, but I kind of like it and all that stuff. It's just that it's, it's the cleanest. There's nothing. There's, it's just a total blank thing. And if I'm start, it's what I wanted to do with the Knights, but I just didn't feel them or whatever. So, all right, those are the three that I think I'm down to: the Predators, that the Blues, and the four. Predator, was, oh, you already, you already took out Knights. I took out the Knights, yeah. All right, if well, if I gotta make a recommendation there, I would heavily recommend the Blues. I think it'll be happier, the happiest with the Blues because uh, the Kraken. It's the new team, it's the new expansion hotness team. You're gonna get a lot of just like I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna like, take them off. They're just not as fun. And then the Predators, they're my like se- they're my secondary team. And I think because of their connection to Milwaukee, they're plenty of people's secondary team. So I feel like you'd have less fun having them as your primary team. You know, what, everybody you know else what? is like, hey, Holt, I'm glad. Because what you really want out of this we're, we're is to all, be like, fuck you, Holt. I hope yes. you lose. <laughs> and you know what? We're all secondary Predators fans. And we can all go root for them yeah. if they ever get to the finals or something like that. Because they they don't win very like they're not that good and they haven't been that good and Milwaukee's the farm team. All right, I mean, I'm well, sure not. We say we're all. I, I can't speak for the true hockey fans in Randy and Tyler, but I know that I'm sh- I'm sure Joe and I know I they're my secondary team and plenty of other people know they're 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 the only team that's connected to Wisconsin of all the teams. So I feel like everybody can at least be like, all right, yeah, and that you can't say that about the Blues. All right. Well, I want it to be officially declared that this is now a St. Louis Blues podcast, and I am a diehard St. Louis Blues fan, and forever live the strongest division, the Honda West division. <laughs> the strong to the strongest division, Honda yeah. West. I mean, it, it drives so smooth. I wonder. I wonder uh, who's like the best player on the Blues right now. Now I got to do a St. Louis. God, that is a slick little bit. Okay, so is the I guess the blues kind of makes sense for I was thinking is the blues like you know how the Utah Jazz like that makes no sense or the LA Lakers? Is it like a former team? I don't know the history there? of the St. Louis Blues. Are they are they from uh are they from somewhere else? Actually, yeah, yeah, no, it is. It's They've been from... around since nineteen sixty seven, so it's unlikely that they moved from they, yeah, they were a nineteen seven sixty seven expansion team. So they've literally <laughs> not, only yeah. been the St. Louis Blues always named after the WC Handy song St. Louis Blues. That's <laughs> where we're reading the same thing right now. And I do like oh, the I, I like that logo and I like those color schemes. Yep. Have All you right. heard the song? 
This is a blues podcast now. That I'm gonna I'm gonna incorporate the St. Louis blues into uh The song is from nineteen twenty one. Hold on, I'm about to pull this up. Song. <laughs> it's like some old timey ass jazz. Oh, I like it. Do you think they play it at the games at all? They should. I mean, this is like, yeah, they should be speaking and shit. I hope my mic. Really hope my mic is picking this up. Oh, I can hear it. Oh, you can. Yeah, it's not great, but I can hear it. <laughs> All right, this is official. This is why I'm. You might actually want to just play it for a second. Like, I mean, not like through your mic. I mean, like when you edit this through. Yeah, actually, you know what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna download this audio and and I'll, I'll edit this part out. All right. Well, this is again officially we are a St. Louis That's Blues awesome. podcast, and uh, forever I am a St. Louis Blues fan. So thank you. Congratulations, Steve. and you, I'm not going to let you switch again. No, no, no. This is a, I am never questioning this again. This was, by the way, I made this decision before. I just never officially made it. So I think that this was the right one because I did. I think I secretly deep down knew I wanted to be a Blues fan. I just never really committed to it. And it's a shame because they won it, like, what, three years ago? And I should have watched it then? Uh, yeah, it would have been nice, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, they're already... So the one, the only one that was on your list towards the end there, the, the final four right now is... Oh, shit, I moved on to the stats. It was the Vegas Knights was the only one that you had already eliminated. It's the Knights, the Islanders, the Canadians, and the, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. Uh, I'm going to let the St. Louis Blues play us out, though. That's going to be my transition song uh, in between the next one. Uh, Steve, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about world dicks. building and, and how many dicks you can put in a world of dicks, actually. Oh, Keeping people on track because this is both of well, it's just that this is going to be an editing nightmare for me. And I already did this with my folks where we went long on some of this stuff too. And it's just like the longer you go. Well, luckily you got enough for two that you just, you know, you just dive into one every now and then, you know, it's fun because I actually kind of like editing these, but like usually 30 minutes is like, that's my like as long and the, the, our first two were 47 minutes. So whatever. It is. But There's a lot honestly, of bullshit in there that you can just take out that's off topic, though, if you want yeah, to. No, th- that like what we're talking just, about right now. That one specific. Oh, yeah. There's like five minutes in the beginning of both these recordings that'll be super easy to condense down. And honestly, there's a lot of fluff in that NHL one that'll be easy. But And there was that solid 10 minutes where I just kept saying cunt over and over again. Yeah, well, that I'm keeping in. <laughs> yeah, that's got you got to get the, 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 cunt, that, the cunt phase. That, yeah, that might go into the theme song. Cunt, cunt, cunt. Or do you mean St. Louis Blues will? Both. I think anytime you start a sports-like thing, 
you should start with the same like and now we're going into a sports topic and you play this the song called the that, that, that might that might be my like yeah because it's so not an upbeat sports song that might yeah. be like my official sports theme song it's like it's not even like the roaring 20s it's like it's not even funny man your grandparents your great grandparents fucking fornicated that song and that's why that's that's like that's like depression era music I mean, 1921. When did World War World War One was over by 1921? Uh, yeah, it's the I Roaring Twenties. Yeah, that was that. Was, 20s were the 50s of the 20s. <laughs> yeah, but the, I, I don't think the Roaring Twenties started like until like 1922 or 2023. Like, I think 21 was still like. Uh, I mean, rough. 20 the one that means that Dick was about to come. <laughs> if, 20, if 22 is when the dick started coming 21 there's like oh it's about to get good it's the hershey stro- the, the the vinegar strokes the vi- oh i said God. the hershey the strokes a completely vin- different the, thing the vinegar strokes. <laughs> all right well we're, we're back and we're gonna we're gonna get into fucking fantasy worlds here speaking of vinegar strokes i don't know how that's related at all but uh maybe unless you're building a world about orgasms or vinegar i don't know vinegar whatever Let's get yeah. into let's let's get into world building. Uh, so fantasy did, worlds, fantasy worlds. How did you want to go about this? Because I have I have a bunch. Basically, well, in a nutshell, the the topic that we're going to talk about is look. When we say world building, we're talking about what are the obvious great ones? Uh, J.R. Uh, Tolkien, the you know Tolkien. built the entire Lord of the Rings universe, Star Wars uh, with George. I mean, Lucas. so you're you're. I feel like just like you're talking about editing earlier. I feel like we should probably keep it to fantasy and not go to sci-fi. Because sci-fi's got a completely different amount well, of criteria on it. Well, okay. So I, uh, the two rules that I found, which I found very interesting, was they talked about real-world fantasy and second-world fantasy, which is real-world fantasy is like uh, Philip K. Dick's The Man in the High Castle, where you take our world and then something happens that modifies it, an alternate universe. Like gotcha. Watchmen, Watchmen would be that, you know, where yes. it's like, you know, stuff like that. And then there's second-world fantasy, which is technical... You're See, creating new I feel like, lands and all that shit. You invent you, a world. I feel like you might have got me on uh, on this topic because when I said fantasy worlds and so like that, I meant strictly high fantasy. All right, well then let's fucking keep it to that. That's fine. I have a bunch of stuff about mainly fantasy. I, we're, so I we're mean, talking. The, you're, you're, there's sci-fi. There's yeah, the different worlds. I'm talking. I'm talking Tolkien and things that have split off from Tolkien specifically. Okay, so because I believe me... I believe everything split off from Tolkien for the most part. Perfect. So give me where fantasy ends. What is the the furthest stretch of fantasy? Like where is like the last subset or cousin of fantasy? Like what is like the most bastardized thing that you still accept as fantasy? Oh shit. I mean like would uh what's it called? Do you know those Brian Jacques books where like it's like the Red Wall series where it's little like badgers fighting each other? Is that fantasy? Oh man, like that that old animalistic thing. Like maybe depending if they can converse with humans or not. Or I don't know enough about Redwall. I mean, when you is tell fa- me is about fan- one, is fantasy purely orcs and humans and that type of shit? No. So here's the thing that's funny that you say that is that what came to my mind was the World of Warcraft universe because it's been around for so long and because of the the MMO World of Warcraft, it has become so huge that it's almost sci-fi in a way. And that's actually true of some fantasies where they become so huge that they start to, usually with like D and D and stuff like that is that the world becomes so huge that they have to use other planets to explain what's so happening it, on that planet from fantasy. So it in turns a way, into a hybrid become, fantasy hybrid because it's not, it's not sci-fi because they don't have like guns and shit. 
but or cars. But it's but, technically aliens. But there are technically aliens because they have to explain these race. Like, uh, I mean, even even the um, they they almost started that way though because I mean I I don't know a lot about Warcraft One. Warcraft One, they just came through a dark well, portal. I War- do, sir. So yeah, well, the orcs came through a dark portal. I'm assuming they didn't say where they were coming from, but they were coming from another planet. Uh, no, they weren't coming. For, they were coming from another dimension or another realm. That it's uh, it's coming from the the I forget what it's called. Like it's been void. retconned. Then I don't think so. Actually, it, de- it definitely has the orcs no. from Warcraft are from Draenor. Uh, no, no, because in Warcraft two, before even like the fucking Warcraft, no, and Warcraft one. There is the entire plot of World Warcraft 2 is the guys summoning the demons from the netherworld. Demons, yes, are from another realm. Demons are from another realm. Orcs are from Draenor, and they but were those, conquered those, by the no, Burning but, Legion first. But those those demons are the ones that I think corrupted the humans, which turned them into orcs. Oh, buddy, no. Orcs were always orcs. The demons corrupted the orcs. They drank of the man, the demon, uh, the pit lord Manoroth's blood, and corrupted them with with demon hatred, and that's what actually turned them green. And because there's actually Maghar orcs that are brown and not green, and then they became oh, kind of foot soldiers the, of okay, the Burning they, Legion, yeah, which is, okay. and the Burning Legion. So, <laughs> so the WoW has like these <laughs> nine, these nine fucking realms. Like WoW is huge. It's huge because like because it was Warcraft and they had to build it out, and there's like nine realms like. Light, darkness, light, light, void, fell, nature, arcane, and I'm sure I'm missing one. Um, so do you? Do, uh, and fell is where like like lead like the um the uh fell is like the the main bad guys in most of it is the burning legion and they're all fell which is basically demons. But we're like I'm, we're, I'm super far down a rabbit hole. Like let's get no, like, no. Just... I, 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 I know. And it, so to get back to because World of Warcraft, like you said, has almost turned into a hybrid of, of sci-fi and fantasy, just because the world's expanded to this ultra level. Yeah, it's level. extremely expanded. They've got like a million fantasy races. now. Do you like that, or d- does that kind of turn you off of it at some point? I mean, so they've got like at this point. Like WoW has got like a rate, like they've got like animal races. They've got fox people. They've got turtle people. They've got f- multiple kinds of fish people. They've got goblins and fish goblins, and 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 this. They've got like the amount of races they have in it, and specifically because they keep like ha- they have because they have to create a new world with each expansion, basically just to keep people interested. So they keep just adding more and more and just piling and piling it on top, and. I like its history and I like where it comes from and I like what it was at this point. I don't dislike where it's at. It's just at this point, it's just so much because they're not like they're not retconning anymore. They're just literally it's almost like a like a Scooby Doo fucking sandwich. They just keep fucking stacking it on like and this (laughs) and also this and fucking this. And then this and then I'm sure one day, just like a Scooby Doo sandwich, they'll squish it down into a normal size and shove it all in their mouth. But it's it's gotten to this. It's it's just this machine now, where it's just like it's just because well, like, they have to be oh, for the game. Yeah, it's overwhelming with with. Yeah, okay, I get that. I, but th- that also there is, is kind an of alternate reality. So I was talking about Draenor, where the orcs are from. At one point in one expansion, they went to an alternate reality Draenor, and there are actually you can actually be playable characters in the game right now that are from that alternate reality. 
Well, this is like this is like how you know in like I don't know the Marvel universe or something like that. How after forty years you start having entire comic series where they're doing alternative dimensions and multiverse shit or whatever, and like or doing like you know like uh, when they did the Soviet Superman for DC or something like mm-hmm. that, where you're just like making infinite possibilities, yeah, and what ifs and all that stuff, and it's just like. And they're all cool ideas, but it's just like you keep expanding upon this a world. This is a canon one if. Yeah, that's like true. that Soviet Superman. Like this is non-canon. This is a canon what if. Like one of the characters went back in time, and and fucked shit up in a different sort of way, and that that part of existence still technically exists. Like it's weird. That is pretty a lot funny. of people don't try to like kind of forget about it. But again, I'm down. We're down like a, a deeper thing. When I talk about like. What makes what what high fantasy have you? So you played Warcraft. So let me let me just because I, I have a big list here. So let me just okay, run through. When we're talking about fantasy. So uh, fantasy would include like War, Warcraft, obviously Lord True. of the Rings, stuff like that. Obviously, D and D is or a lot. Not all D and D, but a lot of D and D is fantasy. The the uh, actual Dungeons and Dragons, not the the game because the the game mode or whatever, like the game uh, platform, could be used for anything, but. Traditionally, it's from a world. I actually don't know a lot about that world, but yeah, Dungeons and Dragons is high fantasy, as they call it. The one, the campaign we're playing currently, Kingmaker, would be fantasy. That's in Pathfinder, which is based off of a game of t- yeah, yeah. Pathfinder yeah, okay. is Galarian, uh, as you and I went over. And, yeah, game of Thrones would be high fantasy. So Game of Thrones isn't completely high fantasy because there's a lack of magic and a lack of um, fantasy races. He's got very few fantasy so, races and, so- and not. Yep. What uh, then? Tell me what is so. That's what d- defines. In a way, high it's fantasy? almost like it, yes, it is technically like it's it's light high fantasy, but it's almost medieval fiction to a lot of it. Yes, magic exists, and it did exist, but it's not like prevalent to the story, or not yet. Like it's kind of like dragons say, suddenly I would exist. Say it's pretty. I would say it's pretty. You're, fun you're right. Like, you're right. It is, but like compare magic in that to magic in Warcraft or magic in. In, where, in Lord where of the Rings. It is like a daily occurrence. Like Gandalf is basically a, a servant of a god, like an angel. And he's just hanging out. Okay, with but I, I, I would say in Lord of the Rings, magic is pretty fucking rare as well. I mean, there's creatures that are magical. There's races that are magical. But there is, I, I guess. In- I, I would, you, you are correct that um, in Lord of the Rings, magic is rare. However, fantasy races in Lord of the Rings are extremely not rare. Yeah, okay. Like they I have guess. all kinds of creatures and entities that yeah. make it extremely magical. But Game of Thrones is entirely humans with the exception of the children of the forest and the the others which we don't know a lot about from the book point of view. And then and then dragons and technically, direwolves were a real thing. <laughs> like Yeah, well, there are there is a lot it, a song of ice and fire is not full of those things, but if you look through like the game, I mean, there are magical creatures and stuff aplenty. I mean, they're maybe not common now, but I think like, I named them all: dragons, children of the forest, and the uh, and and the White Walkers. Giants, direwolves. Whoa, 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 whoa. giant! Oh, you're right. There are giants. You're right. Giants. There are giants. There and are technically, giants. there might be unicorns. That might be actually happening in the next book. There's the blood raven. I mean, that's something going that's on there. That's a guy controlling ravens with his mind. That's that's not that's magic. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's something going on there. There's. I uh, mean, yeah. There's the witches. Just... There's, there's the witches. Like, what's her face? The uh, God damn it! What's her name? The fire witch. Millisander. Yeah. Millisander. Even then, like, yeah. 
Well, and that, like, I guess what I'm speaking to is that, and it's kind of like the first question that I had is like, uh, what makes up a fantasy world a lot of time is like, how does magic work? And what George R.R. Martin did in Song of Ice and Fire is he went light on fantasy races. Because yes, those things exist, but they're all extremely rare. There's only three dragons in the world. There's yeah, only no, like I, I, two yeah. whatever we've seen. There's only like three or four people that can actually use magic or something like that. Like he went light on everything. And the magic is very like taxing for the most part. Like Melisander does stuff, but she's got like, it's like blood magic the entire time. All right, let me ask a couple other ones then. Um, where would you put something like? Okay, I haven't I haven't read much of this, uh, so I'm probably super ignorant on this. But the Wheel of Time series, yeah. So they had a, speaking of magic, they had a very cool way of dealing with magic. So they had they also had very few fantasy races. They had a like these giant scholarly type people. I guess the main character of them was scholarly, but they're kind of like beast slash druid people. And then they didn't have orcs or goblins they had um i forgot what they were called but they were basically beastmen that they would have distorted faces they could have like a bird head or a goat head or whatever they were just they were they played the role of the evil servants like the orcs but they weren't orcs they were they were beastmen to a way um and that was the fantasy races otherwise what they did is had same same as george rr R. martin they had human cultures that could be related to our real life human cultures but in a different way in a fantasy world. And then the way that they did magic was that there was two kinds of magic and I don't remember their names. And I don't, I doubt that, uh, that, uh, James or Tyler Richmond are listening to this. If they do, they'd probably be like yelling at of what the names of the fucking types of it's like Sindar or something like that. But there's two different like halves to magic. It's like halved by, um, by gender and men can control magic and, and women can control magic. But because of something that happened at like the beginning of the world, the men's half of magic is tainted and they're destined to go insane and kind of become evil. So there's only the only like the majority of the magic users are all women and it works in a different way. And because the, one of the, some of the main characters can use magic, like he does a really good job of explaining like how they harness it in different ways. Like women harness it by like thinking of like a rosebud or something like that. Like they don't gain control of it. They like let it flow through them or something like that. And men have to like literally wrangle it down through power, which, you know, there might be some sort of sexist shit there for all I know, but it's just really interesting. <laughs> like he goes, he goes in like, unlike George R. R. Martin, which will just be like, there's a guy who made fire. Um, because he's not that interested in magic, or this this ice wall is there. It was always there. Like, well, uh, this is this is my whole theory with George R. R. Martin. Why he can't finish the book is because he's like uh, he's kind of like Stephen King. We're really good at coming up with concepts, but not the best at closing them out. Mm-hmm. And it's he's cr- he's created such a complicated web of all of these threads that like I don't know if he knows how to. It's finish called the it. Miranese knot. Actually, that there's a term for it. Oh, that that's what it's called. Yeah, because I think that he's he's written this incredibly beautiful book and like these he's set up every and like I think he knows some of the things. Like I think the what's it called? The what's the theory? L plus R, the the John uh, R plus L equals J. Which would be yeah. everybody's seen the show by now that John. Yeah, parentage. exactly. Not really spoilers. Like I think he he planned that one out and did some planning up. But I still certain- hope he fucks with us on it. <laughs> yeah, that would be really funny. But my point is, I think some of this stuff is like there are people that have like 
it's almost like conspiracy theories where you can go down rabbit holes and people have overanalyzed the source material more than the author itself. And they've, they've come a up a lot of time. Yeah. And they're like, and like, if you told some of these theories to the author, they'd be like, wow, I didn't even realize that I could have wrote that. People are actually extremely worried that he isn't actually going to stick to his original plan because there's been so much shit on it, including a whole movie, uh, TV series that, he, that he's going to get influenced by it. Yeah. I mean, that's a very, it's a very valid. I mean, at this point, I'm pretty sure he's going to die for it. I remember he always used to hate. You know what's what's funny? Everybody says that he's, let me look this up real quick. How old the fuck is he? He's not that old. He's in his sixties. He's not exactly that healthy, but he's, he's certainly fine. And I remember he has a quote where he's like, people always say that I'm going to die before this. My answer to that is fuck you, (laughs) which Uh, which is understandable. Honest. Okay. So he's 72. I'm not, and he, when people say he's not in good health, I understand that he's not an athlete and he's not like. He's kind of a chubby old man. Yeah. He's a chubby old man, but he's not as morbidly obese as people he's make him out morbid, to see. He is, he is not morbidly obese. He's, he's not even not, remotely morbidly obese. Not and even here's the thing. Here's the number one thing about health to me. The dude is rich as fuck. I'm sorry. Like Also, yes. Like, to but, me. Hey, your mind's going too, you know. True. I, look, I'm not saying he's going to finish He's it. got two books left, and he's been working the, on this one for I, I'm like I'm just saying a very wealthy 72-year-old to me, and with like his body shape and stuff, doesn't mean that he's going to die at any second. That's all I'm saying. Look, he's got two books left, and he's been working. He worked on Dances with Dragons for like five years, and that came out in like, I don't know, like 20, 2012. I, I would, I, we were living when I remember reading it when we were at Windsor. So that was what, like 2011? It's been 10 fucking years. Yeah. You can't no, it, finish a book in 10 years. It, Imagine it, that you it, had, it wasn't even like your life story because you have another step after this. Imagine you had 10 years and you didn't even get, get past, you know, step five of six. Well, here's the thing that's, that's infuriated about George R. Martin. It's not that he's just can't finish it. And it's not that he's not like, he is working on a million other things. He's like executive producing. He always all wanted to run shit. a show. And that's fine, dude. That's great. But like the thing that made you famous and the thing that like everybody have to finish. I know he technically doesn't, but it's kind of insane. Like that. He just has been putting this shit off. Like he's just like, like he's like, it's not that he's not not working on it. He probably will. Anyway, I I have a couple, I I have some fantasy questions that I want to ask you. What is, so is there constraints on high fantasy? Like, is there like a, okay. So your description of high fantasy is mostly like either it's got to be multi races, like orcs and all these things, right? It doesn't or, have to be, but well, that, what, that it, certainly it, makes the makes the fantasy that, higher. <laughs> it's it, it's one of a couple ways to be high fa- fantasy, correct? Mm. Uh, or obviously having like magic be of so like would magic so, and magical races, ma- magic and non races. So does that mean human races usually make so that by fantasy. By that logic, so Harry Potter is high fantasy, correct? Harry Potter is high fantasy. I, okay. I cannot deny it. Okay, and uh, would something like <laughs> this is not a good movie? Have you seen that uh, Bright? I believe is the name of it on Netflix. That one with Will Smith and like I Will- haven't. I've looked at it a few times. I heard it got terrible reviews, but yeah, that would that that one's literally based on high fantasy. So yeah, but it's like, but it's 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 orcs in L.A. in it's modern day high fantasy. Okay. There's so, even there's even sci-fi that's high fantasy. That's what 40k is. Okay. Well, that's what was my next question. I was like, so does 40k qualify as high fantasy? Okay. Does Technically, so- 40k is firmly in the sci-fi realm, but it's heavily based in high fantasy. There's a new show on Netflix called Sweet Tooth that has to do with animal hybrids, and it's not magic, but it's like it's our 
our world with a uh, there's new species. It's human hybrid species. That Does sounds that... more like the X Men to me. Okay, and that's obviously that wouldn't be. Do I, I? I don't think of the X Men as uh, as as high fantasy. No. Okay. Is there any other uh, examples that you'd like to bring up of of very good? I mean, high fan. We've already talked about uh, the Wheel of Time. We've talked about Warcraft. We've talked about Tolkien. We've talked about. Um, well, I mean, because there's Warhammer Fantasy as well, um, mm-hmm. and that's very good high fantasy. Uh, oh, I we mean, should- like there's Brandon Sanderson's like the King Killer Chronicle. Like there's a there's a fuckload. There's a there's a lot of really good, there's a lot of high fantasy out there and they are quite, I, I used to read uh, when I was a kid, Dragonlance was my, me and my brother were obsessed with Dragonlance. So if anybody's ever read Dragonlance, I mean, the things the, that you, I have not, but the things that usually make it up is usually a medieval setting. And then usually an amount of magic and or magical races of some kind. But as we discussed, Harry Potter, modern time doesn't have to be medieval. It doesn't, but there is a lot of medieval, like they, they've hung on to a lot of medieval stuff in that. I, I get like that. They're all wearing it, robes and shit uh, because it's it, traditional. It, uh, I get that, but technically bright, not even, they don't even try. Like it's very true. And there's another one that's like bright is almost based off of, I forgot what it's called, like Shadow Run. I think it's called. I think it's a graphic like, novel that it's based on or something. I don't, yeah. I'd believe that. Because I mean, people will take high fantasy and put it all over and be like, well, eventually they have to progress into, you know, yeah, I mean, what I like about WoW and what it does with technology and magic is that they're like, well, technology is still there, but technology in a world where magic exists doesn't follow the same rules. Oh, as- that was that was always my favorite shit when I was uh, when I played EverQuest back in the day. I always liked the gnomes because it was like it was kind of steampunk in a fantasy world where it's like like you said, yeah, it's inventions. And it's mixed with magic because a lot of them were like half. What's steam- a gun when somebody can just summon a fireball? You know, what's a gun when yeah, it, some it, guy can make well, a fireball? It, it makes technology uh, less super powerful. Yeah, like exactly. It, oh, and then they can also augment each other. Yeah, and that's why, like, I like the game. What's what was it? Uh, Fable. Fable was another one where you, yeah, you had yep. guns in it, but there was also spells. So it's not like guns were overpowering. Yep, it was just yep. part of the game. Exactly, and that that's that's very like forty forty k, which is technically sci fi. Actually, no, and there's guns in Warhammer Fantasy too. There are there are uh, dwarfs that use a lot of um, like flying machines and more. And same with War, uh, Warhammer. Sorry, Warcraft. Um, there's technology that the dwarves and the gnomes have, and it's both in tandem with magic and outside of it, and in, in a way equal, but also not. Like they they usually deal with an amount of uh, of technology with it. I just like the ones that treat it like differently because there's no way that a world that magic exists like would work. And, and uh, Harry Potter did that pretty well too, where like they had pictures and they would actually show up for the pictures like they had moving pictures that they were actually in and shit which i don't know if they ever explained how that fucking worked but whatever uh, they it's like the portraits in dumbledore's office there was always just like it's a it's an ancient enchantment that binds well, a soul to the picture or something like that and they just left it, was it in the like first book he gets they get cards out of their chocolate frogs 
and he gets Dumbledore. It's like it's like baseball cards, and he gets yeah. Dumbledore, and this is Harry's first time seeing like a, a a magical portrait, and he sees him and he smiles, and then he walks away off portrait, and he's like, "What the hell? I lost this card." And Ron goes, "Well, you didn't expect him to stick around all day, did you?" And it's like, yeah. does Dumbledore actually use amount of his power just showing up in pictures? There are so <laughs> like I love Harry Potter, but there are so many fucking loopholes that are just not like there's no explanation. She it's was just, just having fun, and it is fun. She was having and fun, and it, it is fun. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. I yeah. It's just, you just have to overlook a lot of like even like the whole third book with the fucking the Azkaban one with the time travel loop stuff. There are so many things where if you think about it too long, like it kind. There's a lot of like. Uh, you don't even have to think very. You don't have to think very long on it. Yeah, I'm like, saying like you just peel back one surface of the of the onion, and there's a lot of holes. But it's like whatever. It was still fun. Mm. So let me ask you. Okay, I have, just have a couple more ones, and then we're probably going to wrap this up. Uh, so sci-fi, I know, isn't high fantasy, but technically, by your criteria, stuff like Star Wars would fall into that because a lot of different races. Well, there's magic. I don't want to. I don't want to muddy it too much because my qualifications for what makes good high fantasy and what makes good sci-fi are completely different things. And you know what? Well, that's a good answer. And we'll just have to, we'll do a sci-fi pod. To me, what makes a good high fantasy is what I kind of already talked about is establishing races, establishing a magic and how it works. If there is one, and it's usually got a medieval setting, at least semi medieval setting. If it's, it can be, it can be done well without a medieval setting, but I mean, Harry Potter is the only really good example I can think of that wasn't in one, and it's still semi-medieval. When you're when we're thinking sci-fi, I, I lean heavily towards like um, Firefly and Star Wars that I feel like, and, and and Cowboy Bebop, where westerns are an amazing setting for sci-fi, where they're space space cowboys essentially. Because really, this like well, it's space like the, man, the, new the, man, the, the Mandalorian's a spaghetti western. Ex- exactly, exactly, and the yeah. best, and and Star Wars itself, and I, I'm a I'm a huge Star Wars guy. Uh, itself was based off of samurai movies and fucking western movies, and that's why it's so amazing because both of those movies were fucking amazing, and they merged them together into a sci-fi universe. The other side of sci-fi is Star Trek, which is also good, and it's straight like math. Like it's like it, it's, this is it, actually how this would work it's, if it's, we tried it's like, to do it's this. It's like analytical fantasy in a weird way. Yeah, where it's like it's like it's it's the more nerdy advanced version where it's like, yeah, this is all bullshit, but we're gonna almost justify it. Like we're gonna I, like we're gonna like actually spend time to try to explain how this is like plausible and not just kind of like skip over magic. Exactly. I always qualify like nerdiness as like. There's nerdiness that gets good grades, and there's nerdiness that definitely fucking doesn't. <laughs> like, yeah. there are guides who are, are nerdy and they because they like math and they like solving problems, and they did really well in school and high school or whatever. And there's also guys who got high and watched and, and read The Hobbit and listened to fucking Led Zeppelin, who had a bunch of fucking songs about fucking the, Which, like The Hobbit and shit. Fuck yeah, bro. God damn, I miss concept albums and just songs. Like, why yeah. is every song nowadays about just like, I love you? Which is fine. Love is awesome. But and come now, on. And now, Can't we do some more yeah. shit about like rock and why roll Why can't we do shit about up? Hobbits, bro? Dude, yeah. Gollum going to mortar. That shit is awesome. Yeah, like Iron Maiden shit. Like the, yeah. the rhyme of the ancient Mariner and whatever. Anywho. Star Trek actually kind of bridges in between and it's, uh, and the actual show was like such a, 
like a vaudeville thing. Like a lot of the actors on all of them were like all, all like uh, stage actors that moved over for this sci-fi thing. But the writers were all huge geeks that wanted to actually explain what was going on and make a, an actual realistic. Because fu- Star Wars, Star Wars isn't in a realistic future. It's in a, a it's actually a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Star Trek is well. Uh, that was that was going to be the future. That was good. So. And we're going to save this for a different one because I'm glad that we just did fantasy today. But I, I want to do a world building one in general because, like, I, I think the science and, like, the act of. Man, I didn't even get into mine except for kind of magic and fantasy races. I had stuff too. So, yeah, I'm down to go. I'm down to keep digging. And I talked to Joe about this earlier. We should do it. With, I, actually, I really want to do this with Big too because I think Big Big's is. an excellent DM and would be oh, really good at this. Yes, exactly. And I actually, that's another one I talked to Big earlier about. I wanted to do a segment just on D&D and like DMing and all that stuff because I find it very interesting. Um, let me ask you a couple other weird ones then. So what do you qualify stuff like? Um, again, these are obviously not high fantasy. And this is, I guess, more world. I'll probably edit all this out, but I, I'm, I was going to touch on stuff like the dystopian worlds, more like, uh, you know, I guess like the water. I mean, worlds. Fi- I mean, dystopian worlds, you know, it's funny. So uh, I was uh, dystopian worlds. I, I was about to say dyspo- dystopian worlds usually fit sci-fi really well. Cause it's way easier, but it's actually going to work. Did you watch, uh, Rin, the last dragon? Uh, it no, just came but- out on like HBO max for free. Yeah, or, I know what, I know what it Disney is. Plus for free. I know what it is. I haven't watched it. I haven't. It's actually like a fantasy dystopian world where it's it's like literally like most of the the population is like dead in a way, and it's super fucking good. Like I was really, I was highly entertained. I, I remember it's. It's, it's a- also got a little bit of My Little Pony thing going on with it, with the fucking dragons being these beautiful, colorful, maned creatures with horns. It's just, I'm like, that's some My Little Pony shit. But you, you gotta you gotta look past some things. To <laughs> yeah. with, with any fantasy or sci-fi, there's sometimes you know, there's a suspension of disbelief that's needed, especially in like Star Wars. People say like, oh, I, I hated the prequels, I hated the sequels. I'm like, look, you gotta take your fucking like, disbelief and suspend it when it comes to certain See, things for it to work. That's, okay, let me just, and we're going to end on this because we're going long, but this is a good thing to end on. And this is more about Star Wars and not on fantasy. But I will say this. I do understand that I I agree that you have to suspend your disbelief on a lot of things. But the thing that pisses me off is you, it has to make sense in the rules of the universe. And like to oh, yeah. me, the biggest thing that pissed me off about the newest Star Wars is so much of that shit, none of it made sense to me in so many different ways where it didn't make sense to me in the Star Wars sense. And that's why I hate it. It's not just because I didn't like the movie. Like, it's, there's also a lot of stuff that I just think didn't fit the actual like rules that they made for their own fucking universe. And like, like what? Uh, I, I, the only one off the top of my head, I don't remember this movie that well, but The Last Jedi, to the point of, I hated that movie so much. I have not watched the last newest Star Wars. I just, I had, I it just turned me. I the, was the last. Wasn't the last Jedi the last one, or is that the second one? No, the last Jedi was the second one. I, I hated oh. that. I hated that movie so much. I don't uh, remember it. <laughs> there is the scene where Leia gets pulled out of a oh, ship. I remember it now, actually. And yep. she's yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. out in the middle of space, and she does all this shit. And I'm like, this doesn't. This. She's not a fucking guy. Whoa, 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 whoa. She doesn't do a lot of shit. She gets sucked into space and then surrounds herself with the force and floats back in. Which, see, Star Wars, you kind of have to suspend belief because Star Wars had an amount of fantasy in it because there is space magic. But nobody's ever Star done Wars. that in any other thing. Uh, 
I'm sure in the expanded universe, see, yeah, you want to get into Star Wars. There's two canons in Star. Actually, there's one canon. There's an old canon called Legends. I know, and, and I used to, I used to read the old Star Wars novels, and I understand yeah. that Leia has Force in her and all that shit or whatever. But I'm sorry, like, I never space magic, man. Like, I just guess nobody's done it as me because one guy could keep the ones he loved from dying. Have you ever I heard guess. the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Like. Like I, literally, that's why you, with Star Wars, you I, have, when it comes to space magic, you have to suspend your belief because it's space magic. I know, but he, okay, here here is my point with the Last Jedi. I understand. I'm down with the suspension of belief, but that movie, I thought there was about six Deuce Ex Machinas to the point of where it just seemed like like. Oh, I just didn't find it entertaining. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> like, find oh, it. It was. I, it was visually beautiful. I thought it was lazy writing. And to, to me, they just kept saving themselves in weird ways where, like, I understand suspension of belief, but I was like, that was really convenient to a point where I just thought it was lazy. Like, it, was, I, it wasn't it was clever in any, like, everything about the way they solved the problems in that movie. I just thought, like, God, that was the laziest fucking way you could have figured that okay. out. Okay, I think that, so Star Wars pretty much gets an eternal pass for me, and I'll tell you why. With the exception of the original trilogy, every movie... And every television show, and for most books past extended universe original trilogy, are all made for kids. All of them. So that's why you have to extend your. Like, because I remember what yeah. kind of upset me about The Last Jedi was that they had, quote, military tactics, unquote, that were, pr- that were about the same as the military tactics that we see in the NBA today. Is there's one awesome guy with a spaceship. And he's the one you need to do literally everything, even though there's a whole fleet of fucking yeah. starships. Yeah. And you just have to take that and realize that they're simplifying it for children. And that's true of the prequels. And that's why there's plenty. Like, while you and I might have some some good feelings about the prequels, there are people who are older than us that completely hate them. And we don't necessarily like the sequels, but they're really, it's always just about the next generation. Of Star Wars. Honest, honestly, my biggest thing with the prequels is I actually think the content and the, and the story is really fucking cool. The only thing I have wrong with the prequels, I think the prequels are almost awesome, except that the biggest problem with the, the prequels is they focus too much on the story between Anakin and Padme and the acting of those two and the dialogue specifically of those two is some of the worst writing I've ever the seen. The dialogue was bad. It's yeah. so it's unforgivably bad. The thing is though, like the content he was a teenager at the time. I don't particularly like, and that's the other thing and the kid and all that stuff in the first one. Anakin was, that was not, the, yeah. not necessarily the actor, I, but like he's yeah, acting like a teenager. Uh, the Hayden Christensen or whatever the fuck his name is. The yeah. guy. Who, yeah. But the point is like, I actually thought the, the story and like, I actually think the prequel the prequels are pretty fucking amazing. It's just that there's so much like it's hard to watch at times because it's such a like a lot Honestly, of it's I great. Have... I just think there's times where I'm watching and I'm like, oh my god, this is hard to watch. Like the dialogue is so bad at times. Oh yeah, in Attack of the Clones, which is actually a really great movie, there are some parts where you're like, I Attack don't of the see... Clones is amazing, but there's like forty I love minutes. Django of... Fed, yeah. There's like forty minutes of trash in that movie. Jingle Fett's probably one of my favorite Star Wars characters dude, in general. There are some of the coolest parts in any Star Wars ever in, in Attack of the Clones. Whether you're talking but about also like, those weird like little teenage love scenes between them, yeah. 
Yeah, and those so, and that's the thing. They're not three minutes long. If look, th- those bad corny love scenes are in the original Star Wars as well too. There's some bad dialogue in the original Star Wars as well. Oh, but the and original Star Wars was written for adults. I know, but here's the thing: in the original Star Wars, usually when they did the sappy love stuff, it just kind of was like part of it, and then you move on, and it was like you know, like a lot of stuff. Scruffy looking the th- nerf the, herder. Exactly. The thing about Who's the fucking prequels looking? is it's like twenty minute segments at a time where it's just like. Never, it's so like a third of the movie is about that. Some of the dialogue, I mean, literally that scruffy looking nerf herder, and then and he goes, Who's scruffy looking? That's actually not terrible dialogue. It's just that, like, he like George Lucas got kind of shittier and he was still writing dialogue for that one. Well, to be fair, my problem with the sequels is that they're obviously trying to hook on to the new generation and their parents, because they're basically just fucking rehashes rehashes of the original trilogy. What I like about the prequels is that they're their own fucking thing. Uh, Like in the sequels, they unabashedly redo the death star and redo Hoth and probably some other shit for all that matter. So me and Joe were talking about this the other day. One of the biggest problems I have with the newer ones, like the Force Awakening, which I which I thought was honestly kind, it was fine. I, I thought that one was fun. I, I remember when I first saw it, I was like, "Uh oh, they're about to recycle a lot of shit." But it they was recycled fun. a lot of shit. I know they did. So they did. I know they did. But the thing that really pissed me off the most about, I, well, let me make sure I'm remembering this right. But it really negates. It kind of ruins the the Return of the Jedi for me because, like, the epicness of bringing down the entire empire in the Return of the Jedi is kind of negated when the entire empire is basically rebuilt like a couple of years later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's more than a couple, but yeah. I mean, but that that happens in. They also pulled a, from those sequels. They pulled a lot from the extended universe, and like, how do you really? You can't. You don't just like destroy a, a giant machine and their so, no, no, no. Okay, and so, get rid of an entire machine. Like, no, an but they do. The, they government. do that. They do this in the books, and this is what me and Joe are talking about. The cooler way to do this that would have made more logical sense, and I'm pretty sure is the plot of. The books that I used to read these books as a kid, extended universe, is what happens is when the empire falls, they the the rebels, the people that beat the empire, take over. Obviously, as you do with revolutions, it's the the new republic, yeah, the new republic, and then they become corrupt, which is what often happens with revolutions, and they eventually like become the new bad guys and transfer into Uh, the empire. I think that's cooler. No, I mean that. No, that's just that's just cyclical. I think if I remember right from the extended universe, like they're not the 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 new republic isn't exactly perfect, but the empire never. I mean, this is planets. These are things. That, I mean, and they have faster and light speed travel, which not all sci fi has, but Star Wars does. And yeah, true. so the idea of removing an entire empire that had a crapload of planets under its sway pretty much impossible. Like it would take a lot. It's more than just one Death Star. Like we're talking like that was the turning no, it, point. No, it, it's, it's war. like how it's like how when the Roman Empire ended, it took two hundred years for it to fall apart. Well, so you haven't seen the third sequel? No, I haven't. But you don't give a shit about spoilers, I presume. No, I really don't. Because one of the biggest things that happened in the extended universe back in the day, back when it was still canon, was that there was a bunch of clones of the Emperor, and that happens in the third fucking book. Are you Sorry, serious? The third movie. Yeah, that that that's straight. That's ripped straight from the extended universe. There's a bunch of clones 
of the of the emperor. And the problem with the movie is they just kind of shoehorn it in there. In the in the books, it's kind of like a a whole reveal, and it's like a known thing after a while that he's like yeah, the empire I was, I, I was... isn't dead. It's just much weaker than it was, and the war is still going on. And then they get attacked by what's called the Yuzong Vong, who the Yuzong Vong, which are kind of like the Zerg in a way. Like there's like a whole thing. See, <laughs> like that, there's so that, much more. That could be cool. The idea of like the clone emperor, because that's almost like a Horcrux thing where you got to beat a couple but versions. You should watch of the them. third third sequel, buddy. I, I know, but the point is they don't bring that up in any of the other movies. If you like, you said if you just shoehorn that in there, that's lame as fuck to me. Oh yeah, he shoehorned people. People had their thoughts that what's his face Snoke was that, and he totally was. Yeah. But, By the way, that's a whole other thing. I fucking hated the fact, like Snoke to me is just like all of a sudden they just threw him in here, and then that's it was because like, the whole thing is literally just trying to play to a new. Well, and this is the part that is like Star the, Wars fan, the most the, un- the most too. unfathomable thing, and like the thing that I just like it breaks my brain to think about this is when like uh, there was an article that they in our group chat we what is Tim posted it, but how J.J. Abrams came out and was like, yeah, it's kind of crazy that we didn't have a. Uh, a plan throughout the trilogy and it's like it's pretty what obvious the, i know but it's like how the fuck do you they not just copied a, the original trilogy to I, get the I, parents I, involved i get all that i get all that i just understand it's it, it's one of those things where you can tell it's a bunch of creative decisions being done by business people at a board meeting and it made an inferior product because they made a they made a bunch of decisions based on we need to have three separate scripts with three different directors and we're going to have all oh, Rian Jansen's Johnson's going to do the second one. And JJ Abrams going to do one. We're yeah, look at all these fuck. names. We're going to get, there was no consistency. It was a bunch of board meetings that made these decisions and it ruined the product because what they needed was a Kevin Fage, who is the, the show movie runner who is, the consistency going through all these by actually giving it to three directors, it actually fucked it up, but that's a business decision. That's not a creative decision. And to well, me, we like just be happy. We have the Mandalorian, but yeah, sorry. Ag- agreed. Agreed. And I, I, I got to watch season two of that, um, which I'm actually really excited. To, oh, well, I'm getting Disney plus again. I'm running out of HBO at the end of this month and I'm going over to Disney plus. Anyway. So that was my crit. And I, you're right. Joe was telling me, I got to watch the third one. I am going to watch the third one. I just, I have never walked out of a movie theater as disappointed and di- like I, I I almost want to rewatch that movie because I feel like I'm too negative on it. But like I was so fucking mad at the Last Jedi. I hate that movie. This is what helps me with Star Wars. Is you just have to suspend your belief and accept the parts. I, I get, know. Get, but, the, get what you want of it. Get that X wing do but, a barrel roll. But am I just shots. like? It, but I suspend my belief for plenty of stuff. I love plenty of stuff that I is just, I don't hold Star Wars to like some sort of high degree. Yeah, well, I really like it, but you just can't for like it's got so much media on it now. It's owned by Disney. They're just milking the shit out of it. Yeah. And a lot of it's good and yeah. a lot of it's bad. Like Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, to, I, I, like I would recommend finishing the, the just because there are nine movies and they're allegedly not making any more, but obviously oh, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're gonna. They are <laughs> never going to end this. That like that. But is they're insane. also not going to release them extremely rapidly. No. So well, what they'll do is they'll do a couple year of standalones like Rogue Ones or or solos of stuff where it's not. A Which new are the trilogy. best? Like Man, the Mandalorian, oh, absolutely. Rogue One. By the way, I love still, the Han Solo movie. Still super down with the Star Wars greater universe, and I lo- look. I love Star Wars as a I whole. I love the Solo movie. Love it. I I, I love I, I I love so much of the Star Wars universe. Solo, Rogue One, all that stuff. 
I, I look the and honestly, the Last Jedi, as much as a fucking writing and plot stuff, hated it. It was a beautiful movie. Like it was a fun movie. I just, I just, I don't know. I went into that too excited. I think, and I just, I walked Maybe. out of there pissed. I walked out of there fucking pissed. The universe gives us an opportunity for like adult stories too, like a full on. Not like they wouldn't. Do, they might do a series, but they could do like a full on fucking rated R Star Wars movie, which would be the shit. I mean, I feel like the Mandalorian is like the in between where it's like a little grittier or whatever, or like it's a little different than the tone of, you know, it's a spaghetti Western. Like it is setting it up for you, right? That they could do like a Darth Plagueis the Wise spinoff or something of like some. They could do like a Star Wars stories, you know? They could do like fucking Cowboy Bebop, but in Star Wars. Yeah. Just a ragtag. They could do, you know, like, because to me, the best sci fi is like Cowboy Bebop fucking Firefly. We're just a ragtag crew on a spaceship just making their way. Yeah, that is the, that's you're fucking right. good. That's good sci-fi right there. That's, I mean, that's that good I mean, spicy sci-fi. Isn't that kind of the Mandalorian? They're turning into a ragtag. Very group. much so. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Or just, or just, but he was a lone wolf. But still, that's the same thing. He's a he's not rag. It's one guy making his way with his space. It's a man and a horse, but his horse is a spaceship. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's the best Star Wars media to be released since the original trilogy, in my opinion. I would like by far. 100% agree with you. On that. And I and, love and, the prequels. <laughs> and it's Pedro and it's Pedro Pascal who's a who's amazing. Yeah. Um all right. You're at 45 minutes. So Yeah, so if there's one thing I want to say though cuz I think you're probably going to have to cut out a lot of that Star Wars yeah, chat. Right. Hey, this is great cuz we're at 47 minutes for all three se- we're we're remaining consistent. So yeah, give me your parting thoughts. My, my parting thoughts is actually about this podcast as a whole, and I'll say why. I, I listened to I've listened to the entire. There's what two episodes right now, yep. and I listened to the entirety of both of them. And what I like about it, and this doesn't speak about it the whole, is that it's basically just listening to my friends have a conversation. That's what and I'm I literally. Wish, that that is what I'm going for. That is the tone of exactly what I, I want. W- I wish you had started this like a year and a half ago. When you didn't have a kid. <laughs> like instead of us doing all those trivia's, just. I completely agree. In this, this would have been yeah. the greatest thing in the world to have during quarantine. There was a time when we were out at Logan's cabin and I went to bed because I usually went to bed before, before like a lot of people. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night, people were still awake and I started laughing in the middle of the night because, because I was listening to them cracking jokes. Like it was like Logan and Tyler and court and whoever the fuck else was up. And it was almost like I fell asleep watching my favorite show and then i woke up and heard a, a funny ass joke from it and <laughs> but started it's like laughing. A li- it's, but it's like a live version of it and like unscripted yeah exactly and that's yeah. like i i haven't since that's the the that feeling that i had up in the loft at logan's cabin i have i get the same situation from from listening to the podcast it's like oh and i almost want to like yell in there well, literally, because usually I would in, in, like it's it's almost better because I have a tendency to like interject myself into fucking well, conversations. What's, what's really funny is Okada said that to me the first time he he said he listened to the first episode, which was uh, uh, Marie and Elsa. Marie and Elsa, and he said there were times where like Marie would be like Ben, and Okada said he would like he had his headphones in and he would like turn around thinking that like me and Marie were in the room <laughs> yep. talking or something like that, and he was like it was really fucking weird. And I, and I was like, dude, this is exactly when I started this podcast. So, like, the idea that I had was, so the last podcast and the left guys, they used to have this show. They don't do it anymore, but they had this show called Round Table of Gentlemen. It, it's not actually that good, but they always said the feel was that they wanted to. It was just all their friends 
sitting around a table getting drunk. And they were like, we wanted to have a podcast that was like, if you didn't have a bunch of friends to get drunk with, we'd be your friends to get drunk with. And I was like, the, the idea was basically exactly what you're saying about being up at the cabin. The amount of insanely stupid but hilarious conversations I've had with like drunk conversations with Tyler or you about mm-hmm. high fantasy or whatever. It's fucking interesting, man. Like they've gone down some deep rabbit holes. And like, so that's why I'm always just like, I don't care what the topic is, man. Let's talk about whatever you want to talk about. I don't give a shit. It's entertaining at the very least. That's like, all I, I want. I, I listened to both of them, you know, front to back. And I was, I was, and the whole time, like, like, I just know these people. Uh, oh, when I told people from work today, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm doing a podcast. Like, oh, you do a podcast? I'm like, no, a friend of mine does one. And mostly just, and he just started, it's mostly just us friends that listen to it. Like, it's called Miltaki. If you want to listen to it, go ahead. Yeah. But I'm not going to sit here and act like it's a universal so you like, wanna, you audience wanna, for it. You want to <laughs> know my marketing campaign for this is going to be? Uh it is because I again I don't really give yeah. a shit. I don't give a shit about this actually taking off, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it every now and again for fun. Is I just got a hundred stickers of my Miltaki logo, and I'm gonna put them in bar bathrooms around the city. I'll give you like a handful to throw in Madison because I would like a couple of them bars around. Sure, Madison. I mean I don't go around. I, I know you, I know like, you, you don't want to give I, that. To, you want to give those to Randy. I want to one run for whoever. my bike helmet. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Or wherever the hell is still going that, out. That is that is gonna be my demographic is people taking shit in uh, bars that I like because I'm going to put stickers right in, right in those bars. I and mean, I do like that. I mean, there are, there are a, there's a podcast crowd that are basically, uh, I, I would call them Ben Holtz, who are just like, Oh, podcast. I'll listen to it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you'll listen to literally any podcast. I, 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 well, I give a lot trials. I give a lot trials for sure. You'll give them at least a couple episodes. I mean, how many white supremacist podcasts have you listened to? Uh, you mean like pro? <laughs> yeah, pro. <laughs> uh, I don't think any. I mean, I that you know of. True. <laughs> so you, maybe you listen to one and you're like, "Oh, damn!" That, that yeah, I mean, pe- people do take t- take turns. Like you'll find, like there's a guy that I listened to for a long time, and I still like him. Uh, his name's Sam Harris, uh, and it's called Common Sense. God, there's the amount of fucking podcasts called Common Sense. Called Common Sense. It, it's so Jesus. it's so fucking yeah. infuriating. But, we should uh, make one called Uncommon Sense. <laughs> well, I was t- there <laughs> Uncommon are, Coins. There are a lot of podcasts called Uncommon Sense as well. But how but, many are called Uncommon Coins? But it's really frustrating because he's turning into this almost like conservative right leaning speaker or whatever. And he like has been having like Ben Shapiro on all the time or whatever. And like he is really smart and I like a lot of his stuff. But he's like the type of interviewer that like he's like the it's it, it's a thin line because like Randy always brings this up and he gets mad when I bring this up. I I'm not trying to say you shouldn't have free speech. Anyone should be able to say what they're sa- they're saying. But free speech doesn't mean that I have to like what you're saying or think highly of you. And like a Joe Rogan or something. Joe Rogan, I do find some of his interviews interesting. I just think he's kind of a fucking idiot. And the fact that he's like, I'm just asking questions. Great man, you're just asking questions, but you're asking questions and giving a platform to a lot of terrible people. So cool and i'm glad that you're talking to these people and it's kind of interesting at times but you have to accept a little bit of the blowback of the shit you're Joe doing Rogan on society. Is not smart like no i, I, I know I, he's I, not smart and like but yeah. but he doesn't he but the thing that pisses me off is he wouldn't says say he's smart he does the i'm asking questions thing which is like it's fine and that's cool and then you should be asking questions and all that stuff but he's also smart enough to know that he's not just asking questions he's i don't actually think that he is he is having specifically controversial people on 
for ratings, and he is asking yes. dangerous questions because inherently they're good for ratings. So, like, you're not just yeah. asking questions. You are asking dangerous questions because you know that they're effective in getting you listenership. That's not yes. just asking questions and being, like, a devil's advocate. That is you playing a game of tricking people and, like, manipulating well, people. I don't, but he's not, he's not tricking people. He, he is manipulating people. Okay, yeah, tricking people. he's doing is it maybe, for his own... Yeah, he's, he's, he's making yes, his own yeah. money off of it. Yes, that's all I'm saying. Uh, and 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 part of it I'm not against like you know like it's he's entirely money money oriented. Yeah, I'm just saying his brand is this like truth seeker and I'm like that's full of shit. I'm not saying that he's a uh, yeah, true. he's he's not like a bad he's an entertaining guy at times whatever you want to call him or whatever there's it's interesting some of the stuff I do. He's not a truth. He's as much a truth seeker as fucking Tucker Carlson is. That's all I'm saying. He has this they all, brand, they have he has an a audience. brand of truth seekers, and that's yes. the opposite of what they are. Well, he is more of a truth seeker than Tucker Carlson. I, I mean, yeah. He's not, the, the, he's he's not, not, he's not, he's not the opposite. He's not intentionally like nefarious. I just think he often ends up that way. Joe Rogan has been trying to make his nut for ages. He was on the fucking man show. And to be fair, he's done a goddamn good job of it, man. The dude did hey. fear factor and probably made bank off that. He's dude. He still does UFC shit. I mean, he makes a fucking career off that. He made like $200 million on his Spotify fucking contract. Dude. It was guy, really easy to find who's trying to make their nut versus who's either made enough or not caring during COVID by the people who were really upset about COVID. Yeah, that's very, very People true. People are like, we should be open. Those are the ones who are always trying to make their yeah, that's a very, That's a very good – That's Joe Rogan. That's fucking Elon Musk. <laughs> like, just asking questions, uh, man. Just asking questions. But we should do a show like, – because he couldn't do stand-up and he couldn't do whatever, so he hated well, it. Cause he, and Elon Musk had to close down shit. Well, he, so he hated it. It's funny how like people are always like, I'm just asking questions. It's like, well, when someone gives you an answer, you seem to not really want to hear it. The, the idea that just asking questions doesn't have something behind it is ignorant. Well, it's one of those things where it's on paper. If that was actually what you were doing, I get what you're saying. But 99.9% of, pe- of the people who say, I'm just asking questions, they're not just asking questions. So if you were actually doing it, if you were truly doing that, I get it, and I I think it's a good thing to do. I think asking questions is a no. Like I do think a lot of shit is bullshit, and I think I think you should question authority and all that stuff. But a lot of most of the time, like you're saying, that's not their intentions. Like their intentions is not the question asking. It's to get you to think of what they want you to think. Yeah, you know, that's a, uh, on the same side on, on the same side of that coin. What you're accusing we're accusing Joe Rogan of is exactly what Tucker Carlson actually accused um, uh, John Stewart of. Yeah. And, and what you're saying is like, uh, cause John Stewart say, Hey, uh, and his, his argument was the same. He didn't say I'm asking questions. He said, I'm a comedy. Show. I was just about to Whatever say no, that, is, that, that, that is the liberal version of that. You're totally right yep. about that, by the way. And it's, that like, he definitely had uh, an agenda. Well, and it's like, it's like how, how Trump and conservatives always do the, I, I'm just joking or whatever. And it's like, no, you're being a little serious about that. John Stewart and all those people do that. Well, I'm just a comedian. Why would you listen to me? And it's yeah, like, uh, well, it's like, well, you want the platform and the voice and you do want people to listen to you, but you are. And again, I would say that, the different, I mean, again, I'm obviously biased. I think John Stewart had more substance to his arguments, but that doesn't mean that he's not I using mean, the same techniques that they're using. I mean, John Stewart's argument was the show that leads into mine is puppets making crank phone calls, which is totally correct. Yeah. And hilarious. But the idea that he didn't control 
the the he minds tra- and ideas of plenty of people. He tried to is, downplay. Is he tried to downplay his influence. Exactly, and that's but that, he, yeah. I would say that he had maybe he had a little bit more substance to his things, and he but would that say doesn't it wasn't mean his that he's job. Yes, which technically, again, there is again, a con- there, well. To be fair, there is a contextual difference of a uh, uh, openly satirical comedy news show on a network called Comedy Central versus Fox News, which I know yeah, true. you know, like there is the a fact there we're comparing them. I actually, I had like when I, when I was, I, I have a degree in journalism, and I had plenty of things on the role of journalism in a state in a democracy. This could be a whole nother fucking topic. Which, by the way, actually, uh, I forgot that you're a journalism major. I already talked to my dad earlier because we did a topic on World War II, and he's like, I got to come on this pod again. I have so much more history shit I want to do. And I was like, I want to do one with you and Steve because I, I just think it's a good I know a pretty good amount of World War II. Well, he's my, also. My father is also a huge World War II but he, guy. But here's the thing he's a journalism major. So we could have one segment be about journalism, and I would love to do journalism with you two guys. So technically, me. my thesis was on Vietnam, but I'm still down. Okay, well, but then, I think I, I think I technically actually know more about World War II just through my father. I just forgot that you were a journalism major, and so was my father. So we should do a journalism segment. There's a lot of cool ass people who are journalism major who majors who have nothing to do with journalism. I'm actually the closest because I work at a newspaper. It's one of those degrees that I feel like it's almost like I, I I feel like the biggest thing that my history degree gave me was understanding the process of how history is figured out. Like, I feel like the fact that you know how journalism works. It's it, researching. Uh, history teaches you research. Re- a history degree teaches you how to find facts. But journalism kind of does that too, where you have like the tangible skill of also knowing the process of how journalism works. So I feel like you have a better sense of, of like, like your bullshit meter is a little bit better. But mainly what they teach you is how to communicate properly and and, and, and with brevity. Oh, that's and straight uh, to the point. I, I'm a fan. Like, uh, I, I've gotten in plenty of arguments about the serial comma and its unnecessary use. See, unless yeah. you're talking to idiots. I mean, I, I use a lot of commas, and when I write, so I I would be someone that you'd probably rail against. No, I'm talking about specifically the serial comma. You know, the uh, the you say this thing and the other thing and the other thing, and there's a comma between the. There doesn't have to be a comma between the last two things. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't. But, re- I didn't know that was the name of that. I do know what you're talking about. And yeah, that- it's also called the Oxford comma. Is also what it's called. Hmm. And in media, they don't use it traditionally, but in uh, like law and um, academic writing, they do use it because for some reason, when you don't put a comma between things, people think that they are related, but that's not actually how the written language works. Language is awesome. I can't wait to do a pod on language at some point. All right, I gotta, I gotta. We could stand. Yeah, we're at an hour, but I feel like you could, pro- you can probably I'm truncate gonna... the last twenty five minutes. Yeah, but I'm going to listen to it because there was some fun shit we talked about, and I'm gonna throw. All oh that. yeah, I mean, we were we were at Star Wars from like thirty four to forty seven. Well, and... I'm also gonna take some notes because there was like four topics that you brought up that I'm like, fuck, I want to do a topic on that. I am so... always down. Like from like I said, like if you want to. Edit in my my closer about how I love this fucking podcast because it's just my friends fucking talking. Yeah, I like, no, I'm, I'm always I, down to do it again. I, I might almost put that in the intro, and yeah, I, I let's do one. I want to do one with you and uh, you and Big. I want to do one with you and my dad. Uh, journalism, especially now history and journalism. I'd like to do one with you and Joe. I mean, fuck you and Paul. Anyone, fuck you and Carol. I'm literally down to do it. Be fun at some point, you know. I will. I will. I am down to do it with anyone 
or no one or whatever on pretty much whatever topic. And well, then I, just just I, plan- I'm just going to keep listening because they are entertaining to me. Just plan literally just listening. Steve, to my just friends. plan on being like a once a month guest. You'll just come on like once a month. I'm not going to plan on. That's like saying you're going to be invited to my wedding and I'm having a wedding every single month. Well, I'm just telling you <laughs> this. This was a very fun one, so I'm going to have you as a reoccurring guest. I'm I'm down to come back, but don't don't let that stop you from spreading out. Man, I'm just doing whoever wants to hop on this with me. So I'm always super down. Definitely. I'm I'm trying to get like some actual, like uh, as much as I want this to be a friend circle guest or whatever, and it's going to continue to be that. And that's going to be the bread and butter. I butter. I am going to occasionally like next week. I'm going, uh, I'm going get Matt and Brockla again. Sorry to cut you off. Matt Matt and Brockla. No, we're doing it. We're doing one on Monday. Uh, the one, the one that we, the, the lost tapes, was such a fucking funny episode, man. It was such with the, the wrestling segment. It bums me out so much that we don't have that one. But it Dad, is what it is. Make sure he gets a like send him a fucking mic. I have that well, one, good. one if you of the James. One of James. One of the three segments I have. So I might I might just do a, a, a mini episode where we do the I think our topic was uh, the most famous of our own names. So it was like I looked up the most fu- famous Ben's. Mike looked up the most famous Mike's, and Matt looked up the most famous Matt's. And we did the top three in anything fictional or otherwise. Like Mike was going through like the Bible, and like, like, like <laughs> well, my, I mean that you would because Michael the fucking archangel is the goddamn his, Michael. His number one draft pick was the was the archangel Mike because he had a fucking flaming sword. He's I know. one of the only named archangels. Of course he would. I think mine was Obi Wan Kenobi was mine for Ben Kenobi, and I can't remember that what, makes sense. I can't remember what uh, Benjamin Franklin perhaps. Benjamin Franklin is my number two, and then I can't remember who oh, my third was. Do you want to switch over to to Discord? Yeah, let's do that. All right, well, and we're wrapping it up. Thanks everybody for listening. As always, go fuck yourself. No, that's not my closer. Uh, I don't know. I love you, you all. You should work out a closer. I know. I got. I'm still. I figured. I. I need. I like, kind of like go fuck yourself. What, <laughs> how do you usually <laughs> say goodbye to you? How do you usually say goodbye? Because if you think about it, the only people listening to it, I mean, I'm listening to it, and Okada's looking at it. You could just say bye, Stephen Okada. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's actually that actually might be. That's kind of funny. Good night, I don't Steve. Know if else is good night, Okada. I'm just, I'm just gonna do that every time. Good night, Steve. Good night, Okada. <laughs> I'm definitely listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, go over to Discord. I'll see you in a sec. All right, bye, everybody. Bye.